Good morning, you two. What can I get for you? I'll have a stack of pancakes. Uh, yeah, me too. And, and make them... Spooks! Okay, and did you want coffee with that? Oh, yeah, definitely coffee. Definitely. Yeah, coffee would be great, thanks. Welcome to Spooky Pancakes, the podcast where a dad and his team discuss horror movies they watch together over Saturday morning pancakes. I'm Dave. I'm the dad. I'm Roan. I'm the teen. All right. So before we get into uh, what the movie is uh, Mm -hmm. this week, I just want to say that we watched, it's actually a series of movies. Yes. And uh, we watched these movies, a lot of them actually in a row. We did. So, um, right? yeah, we, we binged it. We, we binged a whole bunch of them in a row. Not all of them, but a bunch oh, of them. Oh, yeah. Which means that we had lots of different pancakes. Yes. So. Um, and we don't remember what, I don't remember what they are. No, no. So I was, I was thinking we would go a little bit about um, what we put on our pancakes. Mm. So for me, I like a little butter on my pancakes. Yeah, and I am a um, uh, I'm a, a real maple syrup fan. Yeah, yeah. I I mean I've started to put syrup on my pancakes more than I did when we started uh, doing spooky pancakes. So now I kind of uh, I cut it up and then I put syrup on it. Really? Yes. Huh. So it gets all like in the pancakes too uh, all right it's yeah. good but i didn't i don't think i did when we were watching the this series yeah yeah no so i kind of would just have take the pancakes and like eat them with my hands <laughs> fold them up like tacos delicious it's good and it's good if it's a good enough pancake then you don't need anything else yeah i don't think we got too creative with these pancakes because we were no. too busy uh watching a movie yeah, we might have done maybe a banana pancake here and there, but like... Yeah. Yeah, we like to do that. Yeah. Just mash up a banana and put it in your pancakes. Do it. So, what's on the menu this week? This week on Spooky Pancakes, young people are killed systematically in gruesome fashion. Leather, rinse, repeat. It's... Friday the 13th, the film franchise. All right, so we are going to be doing every one of these movies except... Freddy versus Jason, because we have not finished The Nightmare on Elm Streets. And that's a whole different thing, because we'd have to then go over The Nightmare on Elm Streets and then compare the two and then put the like Freddy versus Jason in there. It's too complicated. Yeah, it's so a th- that's a different thing. Yeah, it's a different thing. We'll, we'll, Once we finish the Nightmare yeah, on Elm Street, we'll, we'll probably do that at Have some point. Have we finished? No. No, no, no. We're only no. Like we finished three. The... We're 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 in, we're into we, Dream we Warriors. Just got through. Oh yeah. Yep. So when was this? Re- what? Well, 
do you have when the yeah, when so the, each of them were released? Yeah, is so that the, how we're gonna do yeah, this? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So the the first movie um came out in uh in nineteen eighty. Mm-hmm. And you know what's interesting is the more and more I've thought about this, um I, I think when I was a kid and like in my horror movie heyday, um yeah, when you were like my age. Correct. Uh <laughs> I only ever saw the beginning of part two. Wow. Right? I mean, it's crazy because, How dare you? yeah, well, what I realized, I thought I saw one, but you know what I realized is that I, I hadn't, I had just seen the recap that's in two. Oh. So. Wait, so you never saw one before you watched it with me? Uh, you know, I'm not sure I did, which is, that is, it's, it's Friday. It's bonkers. It's bonkers. So Grampy, I think, was not like into slashers really at all. And I I don't I don't know why. But, you know, it was kind of like you get whatever was in the video store. Yeah. You know, and so we couldn't do like like we do now and where we go like, well, I'm definitely going to watch the first one. Let's watch the second one. And it's easy to do, you know. Yeah. When we were in the mood, I think it was kind of like, oh, well, let's get uh, Friday the 13th Part 2 or it was like on HBO or something like that. What I I know is true is that I started to watch Friday the 13th Part 2 before going to Boy Scout camp. Oh, well, don't. I was a mess (laughs) for like the first few days of Boy Scout camp. I was convinced that there was somebody underneath the bed and that they were going to stick an arrow up through my throat. So, um, yeah, that... not, not to spoil a, maybe the best kill yeah. in the, in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so th- these movies, they'll, they'll have, they have a variety of directors. Um, mm-hmm. the person who came up with it is Sean S. Cunningham. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he's actually, it seems like he's from Stratford, Connecticut, which is where Grampy's from. Oh, wow. So, which is kind of, kind of crazy. Um, and here's the thing about these movies. Right. Mm-hmm. Sean S. Cunningham saw the success that Halloween had. Yeah. And basically said, I want to do that. And he didn't want to do it necessarily from like an artistic point of view. He wanted <laughs> money. to. Yeah. It's like all money. And that's mm-hmm. kind of like what we're going to see is sort of a theme, I think, throughout all of these movies is this is this is not art. You know, no. um, this is about making money. Yeah. Like, which of these kills got us the most amount of money? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I mean, the, the story, probably a lot of people already know this, is that um, he didn't even have a script or an idea of what was going to happen in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, all, all that he had was the name. Yeah. And... You know, he was like, well, Friday the 13th sounds like it would be a great movie title. And so he put it out in the movie um, magazine Variety mm-hmm. and kind of wanted to see if anybody would come and be like, hey, um, there's already a movie that title. And nobody did. Yeah. And he was like advertising it as the most frightening movie ever made. <laughs> and he didn't even know what it was going to be about. <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
so they ended up making it and the uh, you know there's a lot of stuff that's basically stolen in this but i i do think in many regards the first one is actually not terrible no it's really it's not all that bad it they slowly get worse and better at the same time <laughs> like they get worse and then they start getting better because they're hilarious and just kind of stupid yeah because it's like how did we get here yeah so like, how did this how did we let this happen <laughs> so should we should we go into uh synopsis next uh well first i think we should discuss why we watched it oh okay sure it's not that hard to figure out i mean friday the th- it's friday the 13th it's a classic it is iconic you know i i felt like it was necessary for us to watch these movies if we were going to have a horror movie podcast yeah that nobody would be able to take us seriously if we had not seen these movies even if they're not very good yeah i don't know why they're classics that's my that's my like i just i don't get it like okay yes they're like famous, but also sure. why they're kind of terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they're I, some of them aren't directed all that well. Right. Some of them, I feel like as a fourteen-year-old, I could have done better <laughs> in both acting and directing well, and writing. Well, and granted, you know, I'm and I a think writer, I but. think certain things uh, never changed in terms of their plan for these movies, and mm-hmm. and initially, again. You know, Sean S. Cunningham um, was, in terms of actors, what he wanted was people who were not really well known uh, that would do an okay job reading the lines, but basically would work for cheap. Yeah. So it was all about really, like, maximizing, you know, the, the earnings, you know, from the movie. Which, you know, which they did. They, I, I think they uh, made 10 times their budget on, like, opening weekend. Wow. I mean, great. But also, <laughs> for my viewing experience, you could have used so many better people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it does have Kevin Bacon, which, you know, yes. that's Kevin Bacon is, is, is pretty awesome in it, too. Yeah. All yeah. right, so the first one, Friday the 13th. We're going to spoil some stuff here, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, 1980, uh, Camp Crystal Lake uh, attempts to reopen under new management after laying dormant since murders shut it down in 1958. Mm-hmm. Uh, before they can even open, counselors are brutally picked off one by one until we have a final girl. And the killer turns out to be vengeful mom Pamela Voorhees, which actually we don't ever get her name in the first one. We, we don't. don't. We don't find out Pamela until like huh. much later when people are looking at her gravestone. Oh yeah. Um. So uh, her rampage is ended when she is decapitated by Final Girl mm-hmm. Alice, and then we're given one last scare where Jason Voorhees inexplicably leaps out of Crystal Lake to pull her from the canoe into the lake. Yes. And then she's in the hospital. And we don't know if it was all just a dream. Mm-hmm. All right. So then we go to part two. So two. All right. Two is 1981. And it's five years later. Uh, Final girl Alice is somehow killed in her apartment mm-hmm. uh, by who we later learn is Jason. Uh, and there's another camp that's uh, gearing up to open on Crystal Lake. And... Uh, 
they talk about how Jason is legendarily like living uh, in the woods around mm-hmm. Crystal Lake, seeking revenge for his mother's death. Uh, the new counselors end up splitting up. Uh, some go into town. Others uh, stay around camp. Uh, Jason, who's wearing a burlap sack around his head, mm-hmm. uh, starts killing everyone in wonderfully gruesome ways until we get Ginny and Paul. And Ginny finds uh, Jason's altar to mommy and nearly charms him into thinking that she is his mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, until he actually sees his mother's decapitated head. And the spell is broken. Uh, and in the end, uh, Ginny ends up fighting Jason. And we think she kills him. And then she and Paul go back to a cabin. And then Jason crashes through a window. And she wakes up. And we don't know where Paul is. Yeah. One thing about this movie um, is we have a lot of loose ends. Oh my like, God. one, where's Paul? And two, there's this guy, like... Ted or Ned or I think it's Ted. Yeah. And he gets like left at a bar in yeah, town and we have just, no idea what happens. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> He's we'll, just gone. <laughs> we'll, we'll circle back around to some of these things when we yeah. talk about it a little bit more in detail. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So now we get three, which is in 3D. Mm-hmm. And this one actually takes place on Saturday the 14th. Yeah. And we didn't see it in 3D because we watched on like HBO or right, something. Right. On our normal television yeah so so we were we were definitely missing you know a major uh part about this Mm -hmm. so um this is the day after part two and uh jason like goes off campus to kill some people so they can get some clothes apparently yeah which like why i'm not really sure uh more kills (laughs) Meanwhile, uh, a new crop of bodies uh, come mm-hmm. to Camp Crystal Lake, uh, which is like now somewhere in California. It looks like yeah. I don't <laughs> it doesn't know. look we, anywhere. We it traveled. Look, it doesn't look anything like in the previous movies. Um, and uh, while picking up supplies at a convenience store, uh, a pair of soon-to-be corpses uh, end up pissing off a, a really lame biker gang. Mm-hmm. And uh, the biker game follow the, <clears throat> follows him back to the house uh, to get some payback. But instead, Jason starts killing them off. Yeah. And then we have uh, final girl, Chris. Uh, and she reveals that she had been assaulted by someone uh, two years before. And, of course, that somebody was Jason. Jason. Um, and then there's an annoying guy, Shelly, um, who's, like, always doing these gags where he's using special effects, like he's been killed and he's like the boy who cried wolf. Um, yeah. And what he does that is maybe the best thing uh, mm-hmm. is that he gives Jason the hockey mask. Yeah. Well, he doesn't, it's not like he hands it to him or something <laughs> like that. But He's like wearing it, gets killed. And then Jason's like, Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Mine now. So all of these kills probably would look so much better in 3d. Yeah. And a whole lot of the movie would because, honestly, they really catered to the 3D element. And yeah, it was, but it was for, like, stupid things. Yeah, it was kind of Like comical. juggling fruit and, like, a baseball bat and yeah. a yo-yo going into the camera and stuff. It was all, you know, yeah, there was some good, like, the the mm-hmm. um, spear gun yeah. kill was pretty good. And but. it was 
it was just a little comical when you aren't watching in 3D, seeing like, why are you shoving I a know. baseball bat in my face? Yeah, so it's just, it, it doesn't, it doesn't work as well. Uh, so they end up killing Jason uh, with an axe to the head. Uh, and then Chris, <clears throat> Chris has a, a nightmare uh, that Jason is like inside the house banging on a window. And then he mm-hmm. comes running out of the house at her. And then she's pulled into the lake by the uh, like corpse of Pamela Voorhees that s- somehow has its head. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but then, you know. Uh, I guess she wakes up or whatever. And like it's yeah. in, they take her away and she's loonies. Yeah. Um, for the final chapter. Even though it's not the final chapter. No. And I think this one actually happens on Monday the 16th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it does. Like it starts on Monday the 16th. Well, I might even start on. Yeah. No, I guess it's Monday the 16th. Uh, so Jason uh, somehow... So Jason somehow comes back to life in the morgue and kills yeah. his way out of there. Yeah. Which is like a straight rip from uh, Halloween 2. Yeah. Um, Had and, Halloween 2 come out? Prior to. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because this is 1984. Mm-hmm. I forget when Halloween 2 is, but I think it's prior to that. Okay. Um, and uh, when we... He starts heading... He starts heading back to Crystal Lake... And there uh, we meet. Um... 1981 is Halloween, too. Oh, OK. So there are more teens that start heading to Crystal Lake and uh, they're staying in a house and they've got a, a these neighbors, uh, Trish and Tommy Jarvis and their dog mm-hmm. and their mom. Yeah. And we had a, a, a couple of pretty twins to their group and they have a party that Jason crashes. Uh and, um, oh yeah. And also there's a, there's a guy who's hunting Jason because he killed his sister, Sandra. Mm-hmm. Um, but and, like only like three days earlier. Yeah. <laughs> but, but he's got, but he tells them he's like hunting, hunting bears. Yeah. Which <laughs> I don't know. It just seems, it seems crazy to me, but okay. Yeah. Um, so Tommy, whose special power is masks and special effects makeup, mm-hmm. is able to mesmerize Jason uh, long enough for his sister to, like, knock his mask off. Yeah. Um, and he does this by looking like Jason as a child. Yeah, so he, like, shaves all his hair off, but, like, has, like, nicks on his head from it. And, like... <laughs> so, can you imagine the... <laughs> Sorry, I hate to stop like in the middle of of this uh, synopsis, but can you imagine having the presence of mind to be like, oh my God, there's a crazed killer who's coming for us. I need to go shave my head. (laughs) Yeah, like that kid, like, I don't know, it's just a really weird way to... Like, oh my god, it's just, I don't know, yeah, it's crazy. And I feel so like then, they're just obsessed with pulling mind tricks on Jason because, like, they're like, Well, I can't use brute strength, no, but you, you have to, like, you it's just odd, yeah. So then he goes nuts and hacks Jason to death, going like, Die, 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 which, um, is pretty, pretty amazing. And uh, our final shots are of him looking like a total psycho, yeah. Um, he's like eight. 12 yeah. and and at the time I remember hearing about this and I remember hearing that 
he was going to be the new Jason. Yeah. Like that that's what was going to happen and that the next movie he was going to be the new Jason. Mm-hmm. And so then we go to A New Beginning, which is 1985. Yeah. This is the fifth one now. And Tommy is institutionalized, but they're mm-hmm. moving him to a halfway house. And there's lots of really annoying people there. Um, thankfully, the most annoying one is killed by another one of the uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> residents with an axe. Um, and then a whole bunch of killings start. Yeah. And uh, Sheriff assumes that Jason is back, which, why? Yeah. But I mean, I guess he's come back in the past. So Yeah, I mean, I get it. Like, I mean, I assumed that too. But also rationally, yeah, that, there can be a lot of psychopathic murderers. Sure, sure. It doesn't have to be Jason Voorhees. No. And so then there are, of course, lots of kills. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Tommy manages to throw Jason onto a tractor harrow so the points are all sticking out of him and stuff. Awesome. And uh, And then we, of course, find out that it's not Jason. Uh, mm-hmm. It's actually one of the paramedics who came when that really annoying kid got killed. And as we then find out, the really annoying kid was this guy's son. Yeah. So is there no Jason in that movie? There's no Jason in that movie. Like, we assume it's Jason the whole time, and then we're like, oh. No, no. And then Tommy continues to be bonkers. Uh, and, and in the end, you kind of get the sense that he is going to, like, continue down that murdering path and then so there was like a i i think at the time you know it, again it sort of seemed like they were paving the way for tommy to become the new quote unquote yeah. jason you know um number six is 1986 like it this is incredible by the way uh, like as i look back through here number one was in 1980 mm-hmm. number two was in 1981 number three was in 1982 it mm-hmm. took a year off in 1983, but then there's another one in 1984, another one in 1985, another one in 1986. They I, were dedicated. I, I lived through this, and I mean, I do remember that it seemed like there was always a Friday the 13th movie, but somehow, I mean, by 1986, I was only 12 years old, so I wasn't going to be able to go mm-hmm. see like an R-rated slasher movie in the theaters. You yeah. Know, so... But, like, imagine if you're, like, a hardcore Friday the 13th fan, like, when they were all coming out, and you're just, like, there's a new one every year, like, every Halloween. Well, you just expect it, Just, like, woohoo. Yeah, I don't know when they came out. I hope hope around I don't think they did, though. I I think there were summer movies, but I don't know. I I could, we could find that out, but I don't, I don't know off the top of my head. So, number six, Jason Lives, 1986. So we got Tommy back again, and he really wants the dead and buried Jason to be even deader somehow. But what he does instead is he inadvertently resurrects Jason, who now awesomely has superhuman powers. Great. That's not crazy at all. No. it's No, because now we have ventured into like crazy time yeah you know this is basically 
I'm going to spoil it and say this is one of my favorite ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of it is because it's really playing up the like um, Frankenstein elements yeah. here. Like he's resurrected by electricity. It's campy. It knows it's campy. Um, mm-hmm. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, so to- uh, Tommy tries to warn everybody about the problem. And of course, when he does that, they throw him in jail. Yeah, because, you know, that's what you do. Uh, Camp Crystal Lake, for some reason, is now called Forest Green. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Probably because it has a bad reputation, do you think? Yeah, but, like, wouldn't they know it's the same place? (laughs) Yeah, who are we fooling here? Yeah. Uh, But, I mean, they didn't have Google back then or TripAdvisor or anything like that. So Fair point. (laughs) But, like, there's always that crazy gas station. Well, that's true. That's true. But they all believe it's an urban legend at this point. Yeah. Uh, but then, of course, wrong. yeah, he starts killing camp counselors again anyway. Uh, but he also kills some paintballers, which I think is is really fun yeah, uh, as well. Fantastic. Um, and uh, one of the cool things about this movie is the camp actually has kids in it for the very yeah, first time. like, normally he just gets them before any of the kids arrive. I mean, like, normally do all the counselors die and then, like, no one... Like there's no, no they, and then the people drive their kids there, and they're like, "Oh shit!" That's <laughs> there's all, a whole bunch of dead kids, oh, not that's dead a, counselors. That's like, all. That's a whole different movie. What? That is okay. Yeah, remember that. That is that is other <laughs> movies we'd like to see based around this genre is yes. uh, is the discovery of all of these dead counselors. Uh, that's mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, like a montage of like the parents getting there with their kids, and they're like. <laughs> Oh no, you are not going to this camp and like writing a Yelp review. <laughs> so Jason doesn't it doesn't kill the kids here, which, you know, I I love him for that. Yeah. Um we just but, we don't stand kid murder. No, no, but he he may I mean he may have just been distracted, um, but still He also doesn't kill pets, which we've noticed <sighs> he doesn't kill pets. Which Mike Myers <sighs> Michael Myers kills him some pets, man. Oh, it's so sad. Yeah, it's the saddest me... part. Right. Um, so in this, we have an increased kill count. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tommy has a showdown on a boat in the middle of the lake where there's also fire in the lake. Because water and fire it's pretty. don't put each other out. It's a spectacle. It's great. And so he's able to wrap a chain around Jason and drop him down into the depths and um, since Jason's undead, that kind of doesn't matter. Yeah, he's just stuck down there. Yeah, which is great because then that leaves the way for a sequel and this time, that actually makes sense. Yeah. Um, now, part seven, The New Blood, mm-hmm. 1988, which is basically Carrie versus Jason. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we got this girl, Tina, who has uh, telekinetic abilities uh, that get unleashed when she is agitated. Yeah. Which, I mean, we've already had a Franken-Jason. So, you know, sure. Let's have a rip-off Carrie. Well, it's cool. Because, well, I mean, <laughs> at this point, we're seven movies in. What more can you do? What with can the trope? what else can you do with this? How about we just add in some random other superpowers what, what because would... somehow we've become supernatural. Yes, right. So this girl 
Not killed her. Killed her father when he like abused her mom when he was drunk, and she destroys the dock that he's standing on. And he mm-hmm. crashes into the lake and drowns because he can't swim. And so she ends up in therapy, oh, and the therapist uh, tries to take advantage of her. That's all good therapists do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so he's like try, trying to get the her to rage so that she, you know, they can document this telekinetic ability. Yeah. Um, and uh, after one of these like really traumatizing sessions with her therapist, who, by the way, do you remember? Do you remember who the therapist is? Is Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's? Oh yeah, That's wonderful Terry Kaiser. It's awesome. Yeah. Um. It's an so she movie. she goes out to the to the dock and like wishes uh her dad back um but instead uh somehow gets jason <laughs> i think she wishes for like whoever's at the bottom of the the lake to come back up because she assumes it's going to be her dad and that's actually jason because they're like oh bottom of the lake person oh that's, there you go. that's jason yeah they're like that's no jason. we they're like we actually um when your dad died we found him at the bottom of the lake and then we dragged him out and we buried him so yeah, but actually, is that true? Well, I don't want to spoil this fantastic movie that has such an amazing plot. <laughs> it really has a fantastic. Uh, all of them have such great developed plots. It's yeah. wonderful. So there's another group of kids who they're having a birthday party, and uh, the birthday boy. Uh, hasn't arrived yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tina has this vision that uh, Jason kills him, which, um, of course, he he did. Yeah. Uh, Jason starts killing everybody. In fact, uh, and uh, we end up seeing what a douche the doctor is. Yeah. And uh, Jason and Tina face off, and Tina is finally able to summon her father, who pulls Jason back to the depths of the lake. Because that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it sounds good. Like some of that sounds really good. Yeah. But guess what? It's bad movie. It's so bad. <laughs> it's like, it's, so it's just, movie. it was not a good movie. I wanted that one to be good and it was not. Uh, yeah. I, the, I, the woman who played Tina, by the way, like she like really she worked really hard for that and like my understanding was she approached it like she wanted to win an oscar oh <laughs> that's some that's sad maybe misplaced um energies for uh a friday the 13th movie yeah um i mean no shade i would love to be in a friday the 13th movie <laughs> like i would be in it uh like just yeah. name the day i'll go i'll go <laughs> You can kill me whatever way you want to. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, all right. Number eight. Uh, these just go, it like goes on forever. When does it stop? Um, never. never. Certainly not. 2009. Certainly not by 1989, nope. uh, which is when Jason takes Manhattan. Oh, boy. Jason takes a cruise. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my question for this movie is, how the hell do you get from a lake to Manhattan? Yeah, it's <laughs> like, I mean, I what? guess they're supposed to be like lakes can, you know, like 
connect to rivers and the rivers will then kind of like empty out into the yeah. Atlantic or something. But like, how do you take a cruise ship from there? Oh my it's God. It's so well, weird. Well, especially when, when you are very, very clearly in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Like, like you're that in does... like California. Yeah. I, th- I think it, literally it was shot maybe in like Vancouver, British Columbia or something yeah. like that. It's... <laughs> It just doesn't, it does not look like New York to me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know, which I, th- I don't know. It's crazy. And we mm-hmm. know that like, again, the original Crystal Lake is in New Jersey. Yes, it is. Um, I don't know if it's ever in New Jersey again. No, I, I don't know. Because they don't have the budget for no. that. Well, they do. They just don't want to use it. Because <laughs> they want more money. So, so Jason is revived. And again, it's by electricity. Which, yeah. okay, consistent. And uh, I'm I'm not sure he was ever, like, here's the thing is that like he's revived. I feel like he shouldn't have ever really been dead. Yeah. I don't, I he think he die. can just exist down there at, you know. Because he did before. Yeah, he was un- like, already Tina. undead. You know, yeah. you didn't need the electricity. He just needed to be dislodged. Yeah. You know, I don't know. But, you know, that's whatever. That's, that's, I mean, I, I guess there are worse things we can nitpick. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but so he ends up boarding this houseboat, kills a couple people. It's cool. Uh, the next day, we've got some high school seniors that are are taking a cruise to New York City. Uh, and there's a whole new bunch of stereotypes for Jason to kill. Yep. Um, our focus is on final girl, Rennie, who has aquaphobia. And it turns out she has that because her like uncle threw her into Crystal Lake. Yeah. And like she may have had some sort of experience with Jason submerged Jason in there like mm-hmm. trying to grab her or something. Yeah. Which that's pretty scary or she maybe was worried that Jason was in there, I don't know. Yeah. Um anyhow, listen. Um people on board get killed. Yeah. Shock. Uh, and one of the deaths causes a fire that causes the boat to start to take on water. Mm-hmm. How? I don't know. It just happens. And it's kind of <laughs> like when cars run into things in the movies and they blow up. Yeah. It's a fact. Uh, Jason um, follows the uh, survivors who uh, then get out of the, the boat and row to Manhattan. Mm-hmm. But like, how? Because he... His eye swims. Jason knows how to swim. Don't you know? That's why he drowned in the first one. <laughs> yeah, like, you know. All these years later, he's had plenty of time to learn how to swim. Lots From... and lots of time. Who? Well, you know, he's self-taught. He's a savant. How do you self-teach yourself how to swim? <laughs> well, he can't die, so that's <laughs> that's part of it. Like, yeah. you just keep on plugging away. Jason float. is nothing if not persistent. Fair point. You know, so he Jason never gives up. Yeah. Like, let's look at it from that perspective, shall we? J- Jason's admirable. Yeah. Because here's a guy, he's never gonna, he's never gonna give up. No, he's just he's persistent and he he knows what he wants and he goes for it. He does. Good job, Jason. Yeah, you go, Jason. Good job. <laughs> Kill those horrible <laughs> actors. Yeah, 
I mean, that's the thing. We're going to talk about that for sure. But yeah. like it, in the end, you're really rooting for Jason. Yeah. Yeah. So wrong. It's so wrong. Yeah. Um, so they end up in like, quote unquote, Manhattan, which doesn't look not Manhattan. anything like there's a few Manhattan. precious few shots that are actually shot in New York City, but they mm-hmm. did, did not have the budget to do it. Yeah. Um, and so they uh, <laughs> highlight for me is when Jason punches a dude's head off. Yeah. It's great. And we like follow the head. We see like head vision as it like spins around and ends up in a dumpster. Oh, yeah. It's so great. It's such a great kill. Um, so they end up in the sewers, of course, because yeah. New, New York is, is like, especially in the 80s, is like the epitome of like gross and yucky. Yeah. Um, we went to New York. Um, a while back, and I just remember it was around Christmas. I remember we were walking yeah. down like the sidewalk, yeah. and I like got this whiff of a horrible smell. And I like look at mom, and I'm like, "What is that?" And she's like, oh, "It's a sewer." And like I look down, the sewer's freaking steaming. Yeah. Like, wow. It was gross. So imagine Yikes. all of this happening, and on top of like Jason's chasing you through the sewers, it smells like that. <laughs> terrible Ugh. well do you know why it smells like that poop no because at midnight <laughs> at midnight they flood the sewers toxic waste <laughs> like where are they getting this toxic waste well you know new york is one of the world's <laughs> top producers of, of toxic waste but from what like why <laughs> Where are they getting it? Toxic waste was such a concern in the in the 80s. I mean, it should still be a concern, quite frankly. Yeah. But then it had this mystical quality that, like, toxic waste, like, was responsible for things like the Toxic Avenger, Mm -hmm. which um, is also a really terrible but fantastic movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, (laughs) toxic waste thing. Uh, yeah. So. In the end, uh, Jason does drown in the toxic waste, which somehow turns him into like, like his younger self, like a little boy. <laughs> what? Why? <sighs> How? I just, just filmmake. <laughs> I just can't imagine the the writing team that was like, I've got it. Like I just, I just hate that part so much. I hate it. It makes no sense. I mean, none of it makes any sense. But and, like, it makes no sense. And so then we got final girl, boy, and uh, a final dog, uh, hanging out in Times Square. So we take a one of the biggest breaks we've ever had. Yeah. To and fast forward to 1993, mm-hmm. and it's uh, number number nine. And Jason goes to hell, the quote unquote final chapter or final Friday. Sorry. Final Friday. Final Friday. Final chapter was a different one. Mm-hmm. I was like, not. It's, it's always finals. It's um, never the final one because they always want more money. Also, Jason goes to hell is a horrible. Oh my gosh, so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. Like, I, I mean, all of them. This one is garbage, there's, there's folks. Some, I hate this one, movie. It's so bad. <laughs> I hate this. Apologies to anybody who was in or made this movie. It's garbage. Yeah, I hate you the, have made garbage. I hate Congratulations. this movie. Um, so Jason is back. Somehow. 
because he just is. Yeah, I, just I don't know. Forget reasons. Yeah. Forget reasons. And he's stalking this woman, and it's got all the cliches, this mm-hmm. opening sequence. And actually, I'll tell you something. I'm pretty sure this is the best part of the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's definitely my, like it's like a pretty good slasher film in, yeah. this, in this very beginning part. Um, but it turns out, like, it gets crazy because she does these, like, acrobatics and you're like, wait, what is happening? Mm-hmm. And she's an FBI agent. This is an FBI sting. And they, like, basically blow Jason up into little pieces. Yeah. Jason's little pieces are then brought to a morgue where the mortician sees Jason's still beating heart and decides what all morticians uh and and or does what all morticians do when they see still beating hearts. Yeah, they eat it. Yeah, you eat it. You eat it, obviously. <laughs> like what else would you do when you see a still beating heart? Like no, you wouldn't stab it again because it's alive. <sighs> no, 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 you wouldn't call someone like Ghostbusters. No. You wouldn't call someone like, you know, the FBI agent and be like, "Um, we got a problem." What? No. And you eat it. No, you eat it. You you're eat like, it. well, I think delicious. I don't know, maybe it's the like you're like, "Ooh, this is I want to have this power coursing within me or whatever." Maybe it, like there's Would you really talking have that to you know, is calling out to him or something like that. I mean, we are in like crazy supernatural land here. Yeah. Uh, so Jason basically possesses him and then we like spiral out into this super complicated supernatural explanation for the whole series. I hate when franchises do this. Yeah. It's like a retcon of everything. Yeah. And I I didn't like it when they did it in the Halloween series, which we haven't really talked about yet. But mm. it, when it was like all druids that made Michael Myers oh, do yeah, that or, like that feels like this too. Yeah. I, it, I don't know, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. It it, it sucks the life out of it, I think. Mm-hmm. But anyhow. Um so there's like all these supernatural rules. Like he can only be killed by family members. And uh, he gets superpowers if he possesses a family member. Which, doesn't he already have superpowers? Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> and he can only be destroyed by a very specific dagger. Where did this, where did this come from? Yeah. Oh, how did we figure this out? <laughs> Who did a like little this, research Well, there's like a hunter guy. But yeah, but like how... Did, oh God. What? Uh, I mean, it's... Like in any other movie, these are like cool ideas. But what are, what are you doing in my Friday the Thirteenth movie? Yeah, it's like create another movie about this. Oh my god! And so what? <laughs> now we spend a lot of time with like Jason's living relatives, like, and yeah, there's murders and there's like body switching and stuff again which is like it's all kind of cool but like confusing confusing and does this need to be a friday the 13th movie and also there's this like weird worm thing that possesses them and it's very alien yeah it's had alien come out then oh yeah oh yeah very much so um so he i mean he is eventually stabbed with a dagger Mm -hmm. and uh his soul is released but mm-hmm. then, like at the end of the movie, we, we see that Jason's mask 
is like dragged into like what we assume is hell by Freddy's glove. Yeah. Um. So now we have Freddy Krueger. And no, the next film is not Freddy vs. Yeah, Jason. They thought they like for so actually this movie was supposed to be Freddy versus Jason. So the Jason goes to hell was going to be Freddy versus Jason and then that it just didn't pan out. They mm-hmm. didn't have the scripts or whatever. Yeah. Um and then the next one was going to be Freddy versus Jason, but they they couldn't manage that either. Yeah. And so now we have a real big gap. Yes. Where now it's 2001. I and it was we, 2003. Oh no, that's Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, yeah. So now it's it's 2001 and it's mm-hmm. Jason X and I kind of like this movie. <laughs> it's like my favorite out of all the Friday the 13th movies. <laughs> I kind of like it a not lot. Not called Friday the 13th. No, they're not allowed to. Yeah. So they sold they sold um they sold the character. They sold Jason to Dimension Films mm-hmm. who makes uh the, uh the uh Friday the thir- the uh, I'm sorry, the um Nightmare on Elm Street. Movies. Yes, so that they so could that make, they could Freddy, make versus Freddy versus Jason, but they could not use uh, the title Friday the 13th and they didn't have uh, they couldn't use any of the other characters in the series. Yeah, which I mean that's fine. They're new every single movie except for Jason, so yeah. it's not all that well, different. That, right. But there were some continuing characters. Like, there was always talk of, like, can yeah. we bring back Tommy Jarvis? Tommy Jarvis yeah. is kind of like a fan favorite. Yeah. Um, I actually do kind of like Tommy Jarvis. But I think they should really bring back real Tommy Jarvis, who at this point, Corey Feldman, um, is, like, totally game to do uh, a new Friday the 13th movie that he is in. And I yeah. would be all over that yeah totally love that i would totally because we obviously need more friday right and Corey feldman's actually pretty decent so um right so we'll talk about whether we need more friday the 13th movies in a bit yeah so jason x jason goes to space yeah it's honestly horrible and fantastic yeah well i mean again there's they were thinking they're like well what what can we possibly bring to this that we haven't done before? And one of the actors who's in it, I think his name's Todd Farmer, basically said, we should have him go into space. Yeah. And they were like, sold. <laughs> yeah, because like, you know, haven't done that before. No. So it's, it's I true. mean, it's kind of alien, right? Yeah. I mean, in, in a way, right? So Jason, again, he's like somehow captured and in a research facility, um, and they're studying him because he, he can't be killed, yeah. which is which is cool. And but to like, be, can't he be killed by like his family members <laughs> with a certain dagger? Like, didn't we just go over all that? <laughs> yeah, that didn't happen because yeah. that that movie is terrible. Yeah. Um. So, to be safe, the the lead scientist whose name is Rowan. Yeah. Um, it's me. The whole time it's been me. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't alive then, but it's me. So she suggests cryogenically freezing jason which like kudos to rowan that is a great idea Mm -hmm. let's keep jason frozen so he no longer hurts anybody yes and instead of course the military uh says no 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 we like his regenerative abilities like we got to figure out you know how we can harness that and he breaks loose and kills all of them and Rowan's able to lead him into the cryogenic uh, chamber and gets him in there and traps him um, and starts the process of freezing, but he stabs through and 
kills her and the whole room freezes. Yeah. And Actually, then, yeah, oh. he doesn't kill her. Uh, he does kill her. Yeah. And then uh, it's 445 years later. Uh, and I'm, I'm just explaining this now, I guess. Um, and so there's people from the future. Yeah, Earth 2. Earth 2 come over and are in the like cryogenic yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's, the... it's, the, it's, the, it's like the Crystal Lake Research Facility or yeah. something, which is great. Yeah, and so they've done this like cool, now they're researching and like have this whole like fun, they want to know everything about this thing in the past, right? Yeah, well, because they, they, they kind of, they think, well, here's something, you know, that this might be useful and again this is the Mm -hmm. part that's so like alien right they're like ooh, you know let's let's get this thing and you know and again like maybe we can sell it maybe it's worth something and people are like i think it's pretty dangerous like our files say he killed like a ton of people yeah um they're like no 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 it's fine um yeah so you know he of course wakes up yeah and starts killing people has one of my favorite kills of all time mm-hmm. where he like dunks somebody's head into liquid nitrogen and then smashes it to bits. Yeah. And Rowan, the scientist actually does come back because they have the, they have the, um, remember? Cause she, she's like, like, Oh no, we can't let this guy out. Like we really have to trap him and like, you can't kill him and like gives a whole bunch of background information because there's all that like what happens in the past and like what what's happening now in the future and so they have they're able to do like a cellular regeneration for her mm-hmm. and they're able to like fix her stab wound oh, with okay. their little like mm-hmm. nano something oh uh, yeah yeah i forgot about that okay and so she's back and she's around the whole movie right and that that introduces us to the this whole idea of these nanites that that are able to repair you and yeah. um so anyway, uh, this all culminates more killing. Um, there's a, a great moment where there's this like haughty Android, um, and uh, she gets up upgraded to be like a super fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, Jason ends up being like knocked into this medical station. And so then the nanites repair him and turn him into Uber Jason. <laughs> Um, that's how they, because that's, that's what, what he's called, need. you know. And so now he's like super unkillable, like undead android Jason. Like great, so, <laughs> it's just so awesome. I love it. And uh, so they, they they try to. One of my favorite moments in this movie is is they they try to distract him again. The classic like distract Jason. Yeah, and they do it by uh, showing him. A, a virtual reality simulation of Camp Crystal Lake that has <laughs> like uh, a couple of girls who are all talking about how like they we love drugs and premarital sex, <laughs> and he he tries to kill them and and so it kind of works for a little bit. It's just such a funny moment. It's very yeah. self aware, you know. Yeah. And uh, meanwhile, the hull's been breached, and so the survivors are trying to escape. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason ends up uh, hurtling through space, and uh, people that are on the planet that he's hurtling towards, I guess it's Earth, too. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Uh, they, they see what they think is a falling star, and so they go to figure out what it is. And the end of the movie, we see his mask, like, 
floating towards the bottom of the lake, yeah. which is is just fantastic. So yeah. I don't know. I don't care what anybody says. I like this movie. It's like, I, I don't know. We Again, we, not again. We watched this movie at like nine and we were, weren't we planning to do like an all nighter? Yeah. And I then we so. were like, nah. Let's just end it right here. Cause that, that was, that was a pretty good way to end. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the only thing that leaves us with is the, uh, the remake, uh, that they did in 2009 which is just called Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. And it's actually kind of like the first four movies all in one. Yeah. Because, you know, the plots aren't <laughs> yeah. that complicated. Uh, yeah. So it kind of it starts at the end of one where we see uh, Pamela Voorhees beheaded. Mm-hmm. And Jason has somehow seen this happen. Yeah. And uh, then we uh, fast forward uh, almost 30 years later and there's a, a a group that comes to Crystal Lake and they're trying to find a, this hidden crop of weed. Yeah. And uh, every one of them is killed except this one girl because she looks sort of like Jason's mommy did. Yeah. And so he captures her. And then we go fast forward six weeks on uh, this group of like super douchey kids uh, is going to like a lake house and, uh, you know, we're all just really getting ready f- and excited for them to get killed. Oh, I just remembered one of the kills. I just remembered one of the kills from this movie. It was yeah. so amazing. Um, there's, there's some good kills in this movie. Yeah, she's like, I have no idea who it is because names and slashes. Sure, no whatever, thanks. it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's this one girl and she's like running back from something and her foot gets stuck in a bear trap. Oh, yeah. And I forget if her leg rips off or something, but, like, she's trying to crawl towards, like, a tent that's on fire. Yeah. Or something's on fire and, like, two people are burned alive. getting, Getting roasted inside of a sleeping bag over the fire. Yeah, like... It's just so good. It's really gruesome. It's really I just gruesome. remembered like her foot being caught in a bear trap. And honestly, that's one of my worst fears. Like I've played Skyrim. I know those things can give you like three points of damage <laughs> if you step in them. Like, no thanks. This is like really scary. No. <laughs> so we have the uh the the girl who got spared, um, Whitney. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's her name, Whitney. Yeah, Whitney. Uh, is her brother um, is uh, is looking for her. Mm-hmm. Played and... by uh, the person, I feel like I know his name, but the person who I think plays Dean in uh, Supernatural. Right, right. I I've haven't seen enough of those. seen two episodes. Yeah, that's, that's a shame. We should see more of those. Yeah. Um. So Jason does us all a favor and kills a bunch of douchebags. Yeah. Um, which is great. And um, only uh, it ends up that uh, only two decent people survive. Mm-hmm. Or, I put, or more appropriately, the two decent people yeah. survive. Um, and which we love when that happens because that doesn't normally happen in Friday the 13th movies. No. And they... the decent people get killed off first and you're left with the like jackals. Right, right. And so they end up discovering uh, Jason's lair, where the sister is. Mm-hmm. And uh, as they escape together, um, 
only the brother and the sister end up uh, making it out. Yeah. And Whitney does the whole pretend to be mommy bit. Uh, and they manage to subdue Jason. And this time they're able to stab him. Yeah. And you're like, oh, good. He's dead. And then they roll him and dump him into the lake. And then in the end, he comes crashing out and like through the, the dock to grab Whitney. Yeah. So I don't know. That's so that's where we end. Pretty good surprise ending. A little bit different yeah. you know, than some of the other ones. So that that is the series. Yes. It's a it's a lot. Yeah. If you are still with us, congratulations for <laughs> we 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 felt pretty powerful for plowing our way through this series because there are times when it, it took a lot of willpower. Seriously, like I mean, honestly, in a lot of parts it was more funny than it was scary. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't really ever all that scary, but maybe that's just me. No, I th- so I mean, I was pretty scared in the first one, but that was I think the f- a year ago. Well, I think right, true, but I think that and we watched it at night. And we watched it at night. We did watch on it on Halloween. On Halloween, it was great. Uh um I think that one is a little bit scarier. So one of the things that's really different about the first one, if you think about it, is we don't see the killer. Yeah, that is kind of scary because it's like these people keep getting killed and we have no idea who it is. And that means we have no insight. No, it's like a mis- it's a it's kind of a mystery movie. Yeah, you know? and then you see Pamela get out of that car and you're like, oh my God, someone's here to help. And then- Right, right. She's the killer, and she's well, like, and it's great oh, no, because I'm like, here to kill you. Right, because earlier in the movie, somebody recognized her and is like, hey, what are you doing here? You yeah. Know, and gets killed. Now, I think some people don't like the fact that if you treat it like it is a mystery, there's like no way really for you to know that Yeah. That it's her. I don't think that matters. No, I, I, it's I, not I like it. a mystery. Well, because we already, you know, they show you at the beginning that, you know, the kid you know, dies and whatever. And mm-hmm. so, you know, um, I think, or I may misremember. No, that. they don't. At the beginning, there's, um, it's in 1958. And oh, right. And they're just, there's they're, the two camp right. counselors. And they are, go up into like the hayloft and have sex. Yes. Yeah. Friday the 13th. Yeah. And then Pamela, who we don't know is her, but like, uh, Pamela Voorhees comes and kills them. And right. that's like the, when, Right. All of those camp counselors die in 1958, right before they shut it down, because right. Jason died in 1957, and she came back for revenge. Okay, so they don't ever, they don't ever show. Not her. until they show at the end when she's going through like her story of like my son died here, and right. now I'm back to avenge him and kill all camp yeah, it's counselors. It's pretty Scooby Doo. It in is a, in a way, and, you know, okay. like so. <laughs> I was obsessed with Scooby-Doo. I'm still <laughs> obsessed with Scooby-Doo. Um, it's fantastic. It's like horror movies for children. Yeah. It's like Mystery and Horror. Yeah, and Mystery Incorporated is Oh my god, Mystery is, Incorporated is it actually really has good. it has an ongoing plot and I love it's that. It's so good. And all all Scooby-Doo. It's fantastic. We could have a whole episode on Scooby-Doo. <laughs> we could. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so it's so good. But this is like it's the classic like you know reveal at the end and you're you're like Pamela Voorhees. Yes. Yeah. We're like pull off the mask and you're like, <gasps> I'm like I would have gotten away with it too Dude, if it well, weren't for you meddling kids. Yeah. So <laughs> it's my childhood. It's, it's right very there. in the style of um, the Italian um, 
giallo movies mm-hmm. that don't show the killers and they just show like, like a gloved yeah. hand doing the killer like we you know like you, you sort see of, in, in Suspiria in Suspiria right? at the beginning right, of the so, oh yeah that's in the actual Suspiria right the, it's in it's in the, the it's 70s in the 70s one right because that's Dario huh. Argento who's Italian right and yeah. so right so so it's sort of like that um one of the things that I I think is sets well it sets these movies apart and makes them not just total pieces of garbage. Yeah. Is the music. Oh my god, it has such amazing music. Yeah. It's oh, it's it's great. And it's orchestral still. Like so John Carpenter doing Halloween uh amazingly did his own music and stuff, but it's synthesizers. Yeah. You know, whereas this has that orchestral score. So it mm-hmm. feels it gives it the feeling, actually, of a bigger budget movie than it is. Yeah. Because I feel like traditionally when you're watching a low budget movie like this, you know, it's going to have a synthesizer soundtrack or something like that. And it's... Because it's cheaper. It's a lot cheaper. You don't have to hire, you know, orchestral musicians for mm-hmm. studio time to record them. Yeah. So Harry Manfredini's uh, score is iconic. It's really good. It... Yeah steals pretty heavily and intentionally from uh psycho i have never seen psycho yeah so we'll we we may have to that may not be scary at all to you it probably won't be it won't be it, so one of the things that that the ring was barely scary to me i don't think psycho is gonna be scary right so one you've of the, messed me up I know. That's cool. In a great way, because now I can watch horror movies and not be traumatized, but also, like, what have you done to me? <laughs> but can you do it at night? Sometimes. <laughs> spooky pancakes, not spooky steak. We've talked about right. this. Yeah, exactly. Um, so his, his score elevates these movies in a major major way so that is one of the reasons that i really like it the other reason you know with the score aside from you know it's orchestral it does kind of steal some thematic ideas from the music from psycho but it also because the guy who composed the music for psycho bernard herman um really loved the music of bella bartok who is one Mm. of my favorite composers um also uh, Harry Manfredini does the the same thing and borrows mm-hmm. like some very like Bartok influenced music. And yeah. for me, I just I I love that. I think it's great. Yeah. So question for you. Yeah. Which one do you think of all these movies has the highest body count? Body count. Um hmm. Hmm. Which one has the most characters? Maybe it's not the. I'm just gonna go based off the plot because I have no idea which order or what yeah, name sure, there. Yeah, sure. But it's not the one with the the halfway house. Okay. Because I don't think there's enough characters in that yeah, one. Yeah. It's maybe Jason goes to hell. It is Jason goes to hell. Oh. Because I'm like, that goes through a lot of it goes, people. There's a lot of people who die in that. It's something like 23 people. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's a lot of people. Wow. Of, I mean, it figure, just goes through. There's do you know like, how many people die in the first one? Five? Like 10. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, well, that's including Pamela. 
Voorhees. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, and so some of my like some of my numbers are a little bit skewed because some places when you go through the kills are include Jason when he's killed or include yeah. Pamela or sometimes they include dream sequences too. Yeah, um, but still, it's roughly the amount you have. Yeah, so that's crazy. Yeah, um, but also not. So, do you do you like Jason? Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I like him more than I like any of the other car- characters. Yeah. He's the most likable character. Like, I mean, I like movies. him and I like Tommy, which is concerning because they're both psychopathic and kind of killers. So then. Tommy's like kind of a killer. I mean, so what? We like him because he, he kills bad actors? I mean, that, or like <laughs> bad characters. It's not always bad actors, folks, because, yeah. you know. There's some good actors with horribly written characters. Yes, right, right. I we... just, I like him because, like, he's creative <laughs> and persistent. Right, creative and persistent. Yeah. Like, you know. Well, I think one of the things that we we noticed as we watched them, the first one's pretty, is has some great special effects. It's Tom Savini. Oh, my God, I love right? Tom Savini. And so the makeup effects in it are pretty great. Yeah. There's some good stuff, like, my favorite kill in the first one is definitely Kevin Bacon mm-hmm. getting the arrow through the neck, like I, you know, I mentioned. But one of the cool things about that, and I, again, I think a lot of people know this story, is that what they did for um, for the special effect was they built like a, a a chest and a neck. Yeah. And then he was actually underneath the bed, but it like almost like um, straight up and down. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And and there was a an effects guy there and when they pushed the arrow through the the fake neck there was supposed to be this pump that started and it would pump blood out of the wound yeah but because of the way this makeup effect was they they could only they had like one shot to do it yeah there's a lot of stress for for this you know otherwise it would have had to rebuild everything right yeah recast the silicone and, and everything. I don't know. I, apparently they didn't have the budget to make multiples. They only had one. Oh yeah. It's expensive to do all that silicone and the, or, it's expensive. Yeah. And so they put the arrow up through, went to do the pump for the blood and the pump failed. And so this one of the effects guys underneath blew into the tube where the blood was. And that's why in that scene, if you look, when the arrow goes through his neck, there's like this like spurt of blood that like goes all over his face. And that was an accident. Wow. That was them like that guy like saving the day. Awesome. And it's though. actually iconic and awesome. That wasn't yeah. as intended, but it's yeah. pretty cool. And I mean, if you got an arrow stabbed through your neck specifically, your neck would spurt blood. Yeah. So that's actually how, that that's pretty much what would I mean, happen. I think I so I've been thinking about this kill a lot. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't because know exactly was... what happened. I haven't stabbed an arrow through someone's neck. Good for you, honey. Yeah, it's Good. an accomplishment. All right, excellent. It's a, it's a life achievement. I'll get you get the gold star. Yeah. <laughs> the spooky pancakes gold star of the day. Okay. Um so I've been thinking about this kill ever since I was a little kid. And when did you watch this movie? I'm telling you, like, well, it was before I went away to, um, well, again, I only, the only part I saw was in the recap portion oh, in, yeah. in Friday the 13th part two. And then I only saw up to, um, 
uh, Alice, the first, is she the first yeah. uh, final girl? Mm-hmm. Uh, her yeah. getting stabbed in the head with an ice pick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I like, we had to leave and drive to camp. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's crazy. I don't know what we were doing. Or like, I don't know. It may have been that I was like, you know what? I can't handle this. Yeah. But it was Boy Scout camp, which was, I think, like fifth grade or something like that. Ooh. Fourth or fifth grade. Yikes. Um, so I just. Like, a little. I thought for <laughs> sure I was going to get an arrow through my neck. But here's the thing. I've been thinking about this. There's a lot of bone. You have to go through like spinal cord. Yeah. And like vertebrae. And maybe you like get it in between the vertebrae somehow. But I I don't know how easy that would be for Pamela Voorhees. Yeah. To, to, I mean, she's skilled though. She's like, skilled she's... and she's apparently strong. She's like lifted people and like. Yeah, you know, with these kills and stuff. I, Can't you stab it like diagonally so it doesn't go straight through? I'm gonna have to look up the it, it goes the kill. Pretty, it goes pretty straight through. Hold on, I'm it's, gonna look up. The... It comes out like right above, I believe his like um his uh um what was that called? Just like underneath his Adam's apple, you know? Oh yeah, and. Uh, Oh, I can actually see from this that's a totally fake neck. Well, yeah, you can now. Like when you're looking for it, you can definitely see that it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it doesn't stop it from being really really cool though. Yeah. So, wow, there's a lot of cool kills in this movie. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that one. Oh, oh yeah. I forgot about that one too. So they didn't even make the neck the same color as the face. Number two for me has, even though it is not nearly as good as the first one is, mm-hmm. and it's just basically like a retread. <laughs> there's a couple of things that like I might watch number two again for. And one of them is for the kill for what is it? Mark who's in the wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. Like, A, they went there. Like, I thought for sure they're going to, like, spare the wheelchair guy. Yeah. But no, Jason's an equal opportunity killer. Um, And not only does he get a fantastic machete to the face, but then he goes down backwards down these steep stairs in his wheelchair. Yeah. They had to rig that special so that, because if you imagine, if you're falling over backwards downstairs, like, think about what happens there. You, like, basically, your your head would go backwards, and, you would, and like, the back of your head would, like, hit the stairs, and it yeah. would, like, tumble and fall. Yeah. But he shoots down at, like, he's, like, sledding backwards down the stairs. Yeah, which, I mean, he's in a wheelchair, so it's not quite the same as if you, like... Sure, no. but I still think like he, you'd probably you would flip probably over. flip over, right? Yeah. So, but they don't. They they rigged it so he wouldn't. It is mm-hmm. one of the coolest <laughs> shots, and it's like amazing. And I think the best part about it is it does like a <laughs> freeze frame, and then like fade to white. Yeah, <laughs> and like, I mean, 
we love this guy, but he wasn't that important of a of a character. No, but he like, got he a, wasn't the main guy. No, and he got a he got a good death. That was a that was a good one. Yeah, but it, that surprised me. I somehow thought he was going to make it. But then my other like favorite thing in from <laughs> from this movie is that that Paul and uh, Jenny mm-hmm. uh, come back and. Paul goes upstairs and he like pulls the sheet down from a bed and there is blood like somebody's had the worst period of their life yeah. in this bed. Yeah. It's an, I mean, obviously somebody has been like brutally murdered here. Yeah. And Jenny is downstairs and she mm-hmm. says. What's going on? Like, what did she say? What's going on? Yeah. She says, what's, what's, what's going, going on? <laughs> and Paul replies. Nothing. He just says, he just oh says nothing. Like, <laughs> obviously it's not nothing. We've all seen the kills. Jenny's seen the kills. You've seen the blood bed. It's not nothing. Oh, my God. Even if it is the worst period of someone's life, it's not nothing. That person is probably bleeding out. I just don't, I don't even understand that line. I don't understand that line. We it's... died laughing. <laughs> no so, pun intended. It was so good. It was so good. What's going on? Oh Nothing. <laughs> like, like, like we walked get, like out of was there a... and like out of the living room and we were just like, what's going on? It was like. Nothing. <laughs> it's like when we would oh, like, no, we would hear a noise from upstairs, mom and I would, and we would like call up the stairs and be like, hey, what's going on up there? And you would be like. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> it's like mm, suspicious. Yeah, it's like Paul, you didn't do any of this stuff. You know that, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, like, you're not you're not secretly responsible and you've gotta like hide it. You you're know? not in trouble. Oh my god. You're but, not in trouble. We just want to know what happened. <laughs> That's right. Which usually means you're in trouble. Yes. So Paul also like this is one of the weirdest things. It does Paul die? Does Paul not die? I don't know. To, we totally just, up, we don't know. Totally up in the air. Yeah. These the endings like so. The second one begins this trend of the endings really sucking. Yeah. Like, like that's a suck ending. Like yeah. Jason comes through glass, smashes, and is attacking you, and then. And then you wake up? Yeah, it's like... Why is she still alive? Yeah, like, why how did, did... Why did Jason not kill her? Yeah. Like, how did... Can't we figure... Like, can't you tell us how she lived? They couldn't figure it out. They couldn't figure out what to do. Like, that's what it seems like to me, is they're like, yeah. I... They're like, fuck, I don't know. Like, I guess she <laughs> goes to sleep and wakes up. Yeah. Like, wh- <laughs> what? Where's so Paul? Weird. Like... Nobody has an answer. Like, we can't find him anywhere. How? Oh, my God. He doesn't exactly hide the bodies. So, I... No. <laughs> that is true. That is really true. Like, how he can't does... you find him? Like, no. he leaves them, like, stabbed through a So, Paul just, Paul just left and went to a different movie, is what happened. He's yeah. like, screw this. This this movie has no ending. I'm going to a movie that has an ending. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that is super disappointing, that you watch for all of that, and you don't get some climactic moment where she has this you know great battle and survives she gets attacked and then is knocked out or falls asleep or something yeah 
So, all right. So even though these movies are like super formulaic. Super what now? Formulaic. Like they have a formula. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, you know, um, take, you know, one bunch teenagers, add nudity and drugs. Yeah. And Jason. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it's... Uh, I, even though it, it has a, there's a lot of them that are actually like not, they're not terrible. Yeah. Right. What, why do we put up with that? What do you mean? Like, why do we accept that as moviegoers where we're like, yeah, no, I know. Like, look, nobody's like really ever surprised when they go to a slasher. Like that we, like we go there knowing what's going to happen. Yeah. Why do we do that? Why do you think? I'm not saying that you have the answers, but uh, I'm saying, like, why do you think? Yeah, well, I mean, the reason I like to watch slashers is because they're funny. <laughs> like, that's a horrible thing to say, but why, they're actually... Why are they funny, do you think? What, how, what, how they're do they... funny because they don't have enough of a plot for, them, for me to take them seriously at this point. Okay. And usually they don't have fantastic acting. Old slashers, that is. We right. saw. But like, why? Why spend your time watching this when you could watch something better? Something better. Like why? Um, why do this to ourselves? Hmm. I mean, I know we did it to be completionists. Yeah, but like. But people do do these movies are successful. To in, see in the, the super awesome kills. Okay, so okay, but here's the thing, right? And they probably like the killer. Like they're like Jason's cool. That, I just want to see. That's him disturbing. Kill that's disturbing. But okay. Yeah. But, yeah. But um, am I wrong? No, you're not. Because I like I want to see that too, right? Yeah. But but yeah. So the the funny thing is is like so the first movie they got away with a lot more gore. Yeah. And by the time the second movie came around, the Motion Picture Association of America, the MPAA. Yeah. Like had their sights set on Friday the 13th and they were like, yeah, we let too much go by in that first one. And so they clamped down. And so what you get afterwards for a large portion of them are, are things where like, especially in two where they had all of these really great elaborate kills, which is exactly what you're saying, which is people want that people want to see, you know, these elaborate kills and they ended up getting cut out. Yeah. So like one of the the one of the best moments that they ended up having to cut out was the scene where there's the couple in bed together and then Jason like uh spears them. Yeah. Both of them at the same time through the bed which is actually uh kind of taken from another movie called Twitch of the Death Nerve by Mario oh. Bava and which is also called uh Bay of Blood. Oh yeah, you've seen that one. Right. Um and so that that kills in that movie which you see pretty clearly and it's mm-hmm. awesome and it's almost a, a a complete remake and they they managed, they said they didn't realize that they hadn't seen that movie. Yeah. When they did it, but it's hard to imagine that they hadn't. Yeah. Um but yeah, you don't even really see it. You you kind of see the aftermath, but you don't they spend a lot of time crafting this special effects shot and there were a lot of these shots where they had them cut out the yeah. best part that they worked so hard for 
So it's kind of like the whole reason that people go to see these movies ended up getting cut out and watered down, which is Mm -hmm. a real bummer. But people were really afraid at the at the time there was a there was a contingent of concerned parents and politicians that thought that if you see movies like this, um, that, well, either you become a killer yourself or you become so desensitized to killing and uh, rape and things like that, that like that then your moral compass is destroyed. Yeah. But. I, th- I think we have a different sort of yeah. I mean, viewpoint of that. Now. Granted, I'm desensitized to seeing it on a movie screen. <laughs> right, but there's not a... in real life. No. If I saw these things happen in real life, I would scream and call the cops and be like, "I'm running for my life!" Like, no. Yeah, they did some studies in the maybe it was the 80s or 90s, and um, and I apologize that I can't remember exactly when or who it was, but I just Mm -hmm. happened to read this where they were, um, they would show, uh, college men, these movies. Yeah. And then something like the study, they were less likely to believe stories from, uh, girls who've been raped Mm -hmm. and things like that after they saw movies like this. Um, so it was one of those like social concerns where they were like really afraid that these movies were damaging in some way. And in the end, you know, it's not like Sean Cunningham had made this movie for like some grand purpose to like have a point or anything. In the end, it was, he's just trying to make a buck, Yeah, <laughs> you know? And so, you know, sometimes people do that. They exploit a, you know, um... You know, a, a a particular thing in order to you know to make money. Yeah. You know, uh, it'd be different if it if it were like something where like this is saying something about you know men and women's relationships and whatnot and anything. Yeah. You know, he said time and time again that you shouldn't really read anything into these movies. Yeah, just like watch it for the kills. Don't think about it too hard. <laughs> Which is something to say of us making a podcast about it anyway. <laughs> right, like, right. Oh, you don't want us to read too far into it? Well, we're well, gonna read here too we far go. into we're it. Gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna do that. Yeah. Um, here's a big one. Okay. So, let's go back to Friday the Thirteenth Two. Okay. How in the world, if we are to believe what they tell us in this movie mm-hmm. about Jason? Yeah. That. He's never really died. Right? Yeah. They say, oh, no, he didn't die. He's He's been, you know, alive this whole time. Yeah. He was like, what, like a 10-year-old kid? Yeah. So what's the story there? Like, so Pamela oh, yeah. thinks he drowns, mm-hmm. but he didn't drown? So. And so then she goes on, like, a killing rampage, like, the next year. Where's Jason? Yeah. Like, how did they, if she thinks they that he died, how did she not, like, call the cops and be like, hey, search for my son's dead body in the lake. I would like to bury him, please. Thank you. Right, sure. And then how would they not have found him or found him and buried him? It doesn't make much sense. No. But my understanding is that, I mean, 
maybe she didn't do that and she's just like no I'm I don't want to face this cuz obviously she doesn't do coping very well. Um <laughs> I'm not wrong. Well she she wanted to make sure that no mother ever had to go through what she did by having, you know, nobody, you know, because teens don't have parents. Her right, I was going to say her <laughs> her she wanted to teach a lesson. Her her son died at camp, and so her solution was then to kill a whole bunch of other people at camp because her son died at camp. Makes perfect sense. Oh, okay. All right. Sure. <laughs> so I, I like to imagine, I want to see the movie of Jason the Lost Years. Yeah. Right? Jason, 10-year-old Jason, who clearly did not know how to swim. Yeah. Somehow getting out of the water. Who, by the way, I, I think has a craniofacial uh, abnormality of some sort. Yeah. Where, you know, he's and probably has some cognitive, you know, difficulties and things yeah. like that. A lot of times we see hearing problems, mm-hmm. you know, with people who have things like that. Um, unfortunately, that is used to make him be more monstrous, which is. Yeah. I don't know how I feel. Well, I do know how I feel about that, actually. I don't. I, there's in slashers like these there's a lot of things where especially from the 80s and you know like i've said movies can't age so right. it's stuck in time and i get that that time was different but to look at it in today's eyes uh look at it with today's eyes that's not so great no like if there's a movie made now where someone has like some sort of facial facial abnormality or some sort of any sort of abnormality that is used to make them scarier, that will not fly. No, no, no way. No, they become sympathetic. Nowadays, yes. those are sympathetic characters. Yes. You know, and like if you look at like Wonder, mm-hmm. like, right, which is great. It's an amazing movie. <laughs> We're um, talking about <laughs> not compar- horror. Comparing Wonder to Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> Honestly, I could write an essay about that. I just wrote an essay about like comparing like songs and move and books mm-hmm. you know comparing two movies that are very different but actually kind of similar Lee different <laughs> i don't know um but so that would not fly now and that has to do with some is dad woke because you are woke knowing that oh yeah which it, is good if you didn't my, know that well because i've worked Yikes. i've you know when i worked in at uh at the hospital yeah. For a while. You know, they had a craniofacial clinic. Mm-hmm. You know, they would come in like a monthly basis. So kids with craniofacial abnormalities, you know, would come in and they'd see a whole host of different specialists there. And, you know, sometimes they would come to us in audiology yeah, uh, to have their hearing tested. You know, so that part hit me funny this time when I saw that. I was yeah. like, oh, like he's a monster because like it just felt yeah. that, that <laughs> felt a little bit rough. So, again, I'm imagining this poor kid. With craniofacial abnormalities, who was unsupervised and needed to be supervised, according to his mother, yeah, somehow then got it together enough to survive on a lake in New Jersey for like 30 years or something, 20 years? 20, uh, uh, so, yeah, it, like, like 20 years. Yeah, it was right? from so he's like, 58 to 80. Yeah, so, yeah, 20 so roughly 20 years, right? So, so he had to figure out like how to like 
build a shelter. He had to figure out he like how to hunt, and he had to last through the winter and not die. I like, mean, obviously, I'm not going to say it's. I'm, <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's impossible. Yeah. Right. But I, I still want to see that movie. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Like I'm getting like, I mean, I forget. In one of the Halloween movies, mm-hmm. we see something similar. Yeah. All I'm going to yeah. say about that. Yeah. But we see something similar on how someone would survive like that. And I think he must have had something specific in his childhood where he already learned those sort of things or mm-hmm. at least saw them and was like, I can recreate this, yeah. like hunting so, and shelter yeah, building. Like, like right. he had so, to have a pretty rural lifestyle. Right. So I, I think the way that you I think the way you fix this really is that Jason is uh J- Jason's not a special needs kid. Right? Jason's yeah. Jason doesn't have craniofacial abnormalities that we know can sometimes affect your cognitive ability, right? Mm-hmm. He is high functioning. Yes. Right. Jason is a high functioning, like Boy Scout level kid. Yeah. Right. And he has an incident. He he swims too soon after eating his lunch, you know. Um, There's studies to prove that that's not. I know. I know. <laughs> and yeah. So anyway, but his mom is convinced. His mom's a his mom's a psycho. Yeah. Right. His mom's a, a psycho from the outset, and she is convinced that uh, little Jason drowned, but he didn't. Little Jason has just decided to become like a little survivalist himself and, and live yeah. out there. And he doesn't need psycho mom anymore. Yeah, maybe there's some like we're diving super deep into this, but right? like, but I think that's maybe a... if we wanna if we wanna put this into a rational like mindset, then maybe his mom was like, because obviously she's a psycho, maybe she was like abusive and this ten mm-hmm. year old kid yeah, who's sure. like, Hey, I'm at this camp where I'm like kind of unsupervised i'm gonna run away right right and runs off into these woods Mm -hmm. and learns how to survive on his own because he's this boy scout right boy scout level kid that's like hey i don't need my abusive mom but he's but even though so here here's my then my 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 counter to this is even though like for a lot of people that are in abusive relationships right even though the abuse is happening and he wants to get away he still cares for his mother and right. And so he's still concerned about her and he's like keeping an eye on her, even though she's like freaked out on about things and is, Mm -hmm. is going nuts around camp. Where's my son? He must've drowned out there or whatever. Um, you know, and he's living out there. Ha ha. Well, mom, mom can do her freak out or whatever, but then, you know, he's hiding away at this, you know, around the camp and here's the rampage going on at camp and people screaming and goes to see what it is and in the end, you know, witnesses his his mom's beheading yeah. and thinks these friggin' camp counselors. Like, maybe yeah. they were dicks to him when he was a kid, too. Yeah. And then he, he sees this and is like, no. No, 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 no. Yeah. And he just kind of loses his mind. And there's maybe a little bit to that, like, she's crazy and that's inherited that like there's, yeah. you know, he's got a little bit of that, that in him and that's what does it. I like, I like this. Yeah. You know, what's interesting What is Stephen King tweeted a while back. I think it was a couple of years ago that the greatest novel that he's never written <laughs> is a friend of the 13th novel. Yeah. That is about 
Jason and about how he keeps on coming back to life to be killed over and over again. Yeah. One thing I just realized was the first Friday the 13th happens in present day as in 1980. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So by 1980, he would have been like 30. 30. Yeah. But he pulls Alice down. Alice, is that the final mm-hmm. girl? And he's a kid. And he's a kid. Yeah, but so that has to be a So that's a dream. Dream. That's a dream. That's they, a dream. Yeah, they've all basically everybody who made the movie was basically like, yeah, that was that's just a dream. And they okay. only put it in there to because Carrie did really well. Yeah. And Carrie had a jump ending and they're like yeah. and, and a lot of different people claim that they came up with the idea, but the you know, Tom Savini very famously says that like he he came up with the idea that they needed that whatever it was people walked out of the theater and it's like you know what the last it's just like anything else like people remember you for the last thing you did yeah you know and the last thing people got out of that movie like people were literally they see the like the 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 canoe floating on the still surface of camp crystal lake yeah and they hear the like calm it's the first time the music in the entire movie has been calm and peaceful yeah. and everything and what i read is people were like putting on their coats and getting ready to leave yeah the theaters and like started standing up when like all of a sudden jason jumps out and like pulls her in people were messed up <sighs> they were that that like blew their minds and so yeah. the effect that that had was it made them like look back on everything else that happened in the movie in like a really positive way. Yeah. And they're like, that was really good, right? <laughs> when it was like, a lot of it was was not really good. You yeah. Know? Um, so it's been a really long time since the last Friday the 13th. Yeah. Like, w- the remake was in 2009. Yeah, and it's 2021 now, and... I said it's twelve. It's the longest gap I think that there's ever yeah, there's ever been. Do you know why? I don't. But so, do you know why? I think a lot of it has to do with legal stuff. That's fair. So there was a. Um, I know most recently they did a a video game which actually sounds like it would be really fun. Yeah. And um, Victor Miller, who was one of the writers, um, actually filed some sort of injunction or something and and they they basically had to stop what they were doing with it because he ended up getting you know more rights to something i like i don't know but basically it's tied up in all sorts of like legal hell yeah um and so i think that's a large part of why we haven't gotten anything but i think also part of it is is that tastes have shifted yeah a little bit i think in the 80s we we liked our iconic you know bad guys you know yeah um now we're you know honestly you haven't seen it yet but scream i need to see scream yeah we need to watch scream but scream really like things had run their course yeah and so in a way like we all know what we're sitting down to when we see a slasher movie yeah and the agreement kind of is between us and the movie you know, for a lot of modern slashers is that like they know that we know 
that they know what's going on in this movie. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and so the only way for the movie to really succeed the way that, and, and, and this is why I wanted to show you Friday the 13th and Halloween mm-hmm. and stuff like that first before we watch that other stuff is because I I don't think with a modern mindset and having seen a bunch of these that you can go back to the originals and see them the same way. No, no. I mean, we watched a good amount of slashers before we saw Candyman in the theaters, the mm-hmm. new one. Yep. And I'm not going to talk about that one, but it's a very different, it's a slasher. Right, sure. But it's a very different slasher than like any of the older slashers, like Halloween, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. Those are the three classics that come to my mind mm-hmm. um, and come to most people's minds, I think. Uh, and honestly, it they don't. you can barely compare them. Because, yeah. I mean, there's, uh, you're going to hate hearing me say this, but there's a 40-year gap. <sighs> wow, yeah. That's brutal. It is true, yeah. though. There's yeah. a 40-year gap God. between the nightmare, um, nope. Uh, Friday the 13th, the first one, yeah. and Candyman, yeah. new one. Well, it's like... They... 20, 41 year gap. Well, right. When you think about... Like, there's it's a fact... 21 years Right, there's 2000. a... 2000. I know. God, that's not right. <laughs> but when you think about just a, like, different film series, but if you think about the fact that there was a new Halloween movie that came out this year... Yeah. And it's, it's like 40 years after the first one or something. Yeah. Right. If, if they had done the same thing for like Dracula, right. Or, or like Frankenstein, that means we would have had a new Dracula movie in like 1973. With, with like Bella Lugosi or whatever. Like, yeah. Like that's bonkers to me that yeah. they would have still been pushing that or pushing the universal monsters or, or something like that, you know, yeah. but these have had some lasting influence. I, I, you know, I don't know that it's entirely warranted. Yeah. Um, so a, a lot of people complain about slashers because they say that they are a backlash against the feminist movement. Hmm. Right. It's like these, these, so kind of like these, these women, you know, who now, um, it's not as uptight as Mm -hmm. the, you know, the fifties and through the sixties and seventies, you know, women, you know, burning their bras, uh, you know, they sexual liberation and, uh, working and, you know, all those sorts of things that these movies are a way of saying, see what happens when you do this stuff, Hmm. you know? Um, And so that's why a lot of people, you know, feel like it is, it's misogyny. Yeah. Um, So here's a question for you. Mm -hmm. How many of the victims in Friday the 13th are male? And we're like, what percentage of, of victims are male and what percentage are female, do you think? I'm going to say 70% are female and 30 are male. Uh, you would be wrong. Okay. 60-40. 60-40. 60-40. 60-40. 60-40. 
higher being women. So, so here's the thing. So I, I, I took a look. I, just, I feel like there's a lot of girls because I feel like there's a lot of boobs. Sure, there's a lot of boobs. Granted, there's two per girl, but. So I, I, I saw this website called no, Horror. What, what did you say? I said, I feel like there's a lot of boobs, but granted, there's two per girl, so. <laughs> Sorry. I shouldn't have heard that. I was too busy looking at my notes. That was funny. That was good. Uh, so I found this website called Horror Homeroom. Mm-hmm. One of the many resources that I, I used when I was trying to prepare for this. Yeah. Uh, and Because uh, some... we have watched. Oh, that's very close to the mic. I was yeah. loud. Sorry. We have watched these many movies over the last year. Yeah. Like so... we haven't. We didn't binge this all. We no, binged a lot no. of them in one weekend. But no, like but we it's didn't. it's taken us a while. We watched the first Friday the 13th Halloween of. Friday... Is that what we're reviewing right now? Friday the 13th? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We watched the first Friday the 13th. Halloween 2020. Yeah. yeah. It is the weekend. Yes, it is the weekend before Thanksgiving of 2021. Yeah. So it's been, it's crazy been a crazy statement. But it's been a really long time yeah. since we saw that. So this guy, I, I'm going to maybe butcher his name, but it, <laughs> on here it's Corey has a beard. Um, I don't know if that's like a nom de plume because has, a, has beard? a beard is a, is a great Hold name. On. I need to know if he has a beard. Um, and so one of the things is he references a study that was done by D.B. Weaver, and, uh, they found that there was no significant difference, uh, in victims based on gender in slasher films from the, from the study that they did. Cool. Also, Corey has beard, does have a beard. He does? Yes. Nice. Oh. And I think that is a screen name. That's got to be. It's got to be. Corey has a beard because like. I mean, that's great. Yeah, sure. Okay. He has a beard. Um, so. They have uh, a beard. I actually don't know their pronouns. So. In, um, there was an, another article that he was, uh, that he was taking a look at. Um, it was uh, Sapolsky, Molitor, and LeCue, I think is how you pronounce it. And they found through slasher films, and this is not just Friday the 13th, but they yeah. found in slasher films that uh, 50% of the victims are, are male. Huh. Um, 33% of the time, sex leads to violent acts. Yeah. But women are shown to be in fear two times as much as men are. Yeah. Okay. So in Friday the 13th, um, there are 177 total victims. And this is if you, I think if you considered, um, Freddy versus Jason, by the way. Okay. Which um, we have not actually which we seen haven't yet. Seen, but so 177 total victims. Whoa. All right. 100 of those victims are men. Huh. Okay. But here's the thing. <laughs> Women are two times as likely to die as men are. There are more men in these movies. Oh, okay. So there are 200 male characters. 50% of them are killed. There's 103 female characters and 74% of them are killed. Yikes. So I was kind of close with you, my statistics you, you, of you are you are but not in a way that you think. Now, um, he he goes through this more. It's more likely for women to get killed. Yeah, more. Yeah. It's you're more likely to be killed if you're a woman. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Yeah, Ugh. but more men are killed. Ugh, but that's... we'll get we'll get to that, which is which is kind of interesting, right? So, Yikes. the women's deaths, according according to Corey Hasabeard, mm-hmm. um, he he did a scale from zero to four, where he rated like how how gruesome a death is, and so like zero yeah. is like it happens off screen. Yeah, where four he rated like for example, um, Kevin Bacon's arrow through the neck as a four. Yeah, okay, and so at, throughout the entire movies, what they found was that men had a gruesomeness rating of one point eight six, and women had one point nine two. My question, as somebody who you know, there's went, a lot went, of off-screen deaths, who went to graduate school, is is there actually? Um, a, a statistical difference between 1.86 and 1.92. I'm not sure that there is, and I don't have all of his data, so I can't yeah. really run a statistical analysis, which I would really, really like to do. Because I mean, you my, can always reach out to him. Because my, well, I could. I just the internet age, after all. Um, but I, I have a, I have a sneaking suspicion that that's not a statistically significant number. That it's not. It's. I mean, from in a one to four scale, of. 20 point two difference it's it, not that much yeah well it's like it's not even that it's like point it's like point oh six difference like yeah. that doesn't seem like it's enough out of out, out of four, four like it doesn't it's seem not like, it doesn't it's seem not like a lot so the gruesome enough. the gruesomeness is not i i think any different um which is good so that's good 74 percent of women are murdered on screen uh-huh. And sixty-one percent of men are murdered on screen. A lot of women are murdered when they don't have their clothes on in these, and I'm gonna say that they're more likely to be murdered on screen because boobs. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I think you're right. I think you're. I think that's probably totally true. Um, seventy-five percent of women are killed by penetration. And 57% of men are killed by penetration. So one of the <laughs> things that they talk about is that like these are basically, even the death, even the killing is like kind of rape fantasy sort of stuff. Yeah. Which is terrible. Yeah. Right. Um, so the amount of time throughout these movies on average that men spend in terror is seven minutes and 20 seconds per movie. Per movie. Okay. Per movie, right? The amount of time that women spend in terror is 20 minutes. Oof. This is, these numbers are actually even thrown way off by Tommy Jarvis. Yeah. Because Tommy Jarvis spends 30 minutes in terror. In the whole series? Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. No, in, no, sorry, in Jason Lives. Oh. And Jason lives. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Which. Wow. Uh, the. Yeah, that's. No, no, no. Sexist. I'm sorry. Not in Jason lives. Sorry. I take yeah, that back. I, I, no, no, no. In um, the one where. No. He uh, kills him. In the final chapter. The final chapter. Final chapter. No, but it was my Jason lives note. Sorry. Jason lives also is kind of an outlier because men are shown to be in terror more. And Jason lives. Yeah. And uh, women have a lot more agency and uh, they're like way more pragmatic about doing things uh, and like 
think for themselves and which, you know that's good which is i think part of the reason that that i actually really like jason lives what's the what's the plot of that one like, uh he's that's the frankenstein he's he's like uh, brought to life by uh electricity in the uh in the graveyard oh where gonna, tommy digs him up yeah okay. yeah yeah so the question is is can you like these movies as a feminist i'm a feminist and I only like these movies if they were from now. Okay. I would hate them. Interesting. But they aren't, and they're from the 80s. Yeah. So I don't have that much of a problem with them. Granted, if I look at them with a perspective of, like, if they were from now, mm-hmm. they would be done very differently. But sure. also, if they were from now, I would be like... Looking at those statistics, yikes, and be pretty against them with, no, it is not more likely for, oh, maybe statistics-wise it is, but I don't like the idea that it's more likely Mm -hmm. for women to be afraid of being axe-murdered than men. Right. Because I just don't think it is. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe it's statistic-wise. Well, it's like they they spend... So it's not, I think the interesting thing is, is that it's not necessarily that the women are any more scared of being, you know, They just killed. show it more? They show it more, right? And so then the question is, why? Why is it more appealing as a filmmaker to show women in terror than it is to show men in terror? Um, because men in terror are viewed as don't mind my language pussies yeah and women in terror are like oh no these poor girls we have to help them out and like we'll like comfort them and hug them while they're scared and like maybe get something out of it which ew like women in terror is something where they're like we need to comfort her and like like oh no poor girl like it's okay you're you're pure and young and you don't like have to handle this and like you're it's okay but then guys in terror it's like oh my god like it wears your manliness like buck up like all that which is horrible and i hate that where it's like why can these men not be scared it's something scary uh-huh. like and then why are women why do women have to be scared uh-huh. why do we have to show not we I'm and they're not, not a woman. <laughs> they're not always right so yeah so the this whole concept of the final girl and part of part of the reason that I've been on this like slasher kick lately is because two of my favorite authors were both writing books about final girls. <laughs> so uh, Grady Hendrix and uh, Stephen Graham Jones, uh, both within like a month is or so of one Stevie, another. Stevie, Stephen Graham Jones, the one that wrote uh, John Dies at the end. No, that's a different guy. Okay, because I know you, David, I know you. That's really... David Wong. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I know you really like those. Which books is also now. a pen name, but uh, but yeah. yeah, no, no. These are these are these guys are two of my favorite writers, and and so I was like, okay, I want to really be in the mood to like watch these, and I knew they were going to have a lot of references to slasher films, and so I sort of felt like, well, I got to bone up and do the uh, do the slasher thing. But so like the the whole final girl idea, right? So initially, there was this thought that slasher films were just a way of objectifying women, were misogynistic, which were, it was like, you know, a, a step away from porn, you know, where you're like, yeah, where it's, you're, 
watching a woman be penetrated by a sharp object and this time mm-hmm. she dies you know so instead of yeah. you know maybe in some you know some other movies it you know they sort of perpetuate this like myth that like women actually enjoyed being raped or whatever which is disgusting yeah. and terrible right um but so a lot of feminists were really concerned that about these movies yeah but the thing that's always really tricky and and um thinking on it changed later in like in the 90s was that like but wait a second these final girls though they survive yeah you know and how do they survive you know and so there there started to be this like idea that the final girl you know that's an opportunity to show women being resourceful and powerful and overcoming the odds and so maybe you know it's not it's not so bad because it's an opportunity to see, you know, empowered women. Now, I don't know that that always happens in these movies. There may be other slashers where they're like they are more empowered. And like for me, one of the ultimate final girls who is super, super strong and powerful and gets more so you haven't seen the follow ups to these, but is uh, Ripley in Alien. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And. She is I've seen Alien in forever. Right. Well, think about think about this with Alien, right? I know we're getting off topic here, but yeah. th- think about this with Alien. They go to that planet. They go to they find the eggs. Yeah. The thing comes out, it goes on the dude on his face, the face yeah. hugger. Yeah. Right. It's attached to him and they can't get it off. Yeah. They bring him back to the ship and buzz the ship that Ripley is still in. Yeah. And they say to Ripley, let us in. You know, this guy's got something stuck to his face and we need to get him to, you know, sick bay. Yeah. And she says, absolutely not. There's no protocol is if he has been infected by some sort of organism, we need to quarantine him. And they say, no, 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 we need to get in. We need to get in. He needs help. And then the android buzzes them in. Yeah. Who we find out is like a super bad guy anyway. But yeah. like how like that is that is like my understanding, you know, um, from what mom has told me and from what female colleagues have told me. Yeah. Is a lot like what it's like to be a woman in, you know, in the world. Is to have, <laughs> if people had just listened to her, yeah, that movie doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. And they all survive. I mean... You know, so so she was like right from the get go and she's the only one who survives and she does yeah. it because she's a badass. Yes, that is a very good example. And I mean, I have the perspective, I guess, of someone who is female presenting and I somewhat identify as a woman. I don't know. That's something I have to figure out and think about. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So, but I wouldn't necessarily say that I have the full perspective of a woman. But I can say that is very true, where it's like, hey, you know, I have some really good badass ideas, and, like, I can totally be like, hey, we should do this, and I don't have a job, and I'm not, you know, like, a workspace, and I'm normally surrounded by other people who are Gen Z, and so, like, a lot of the time this doesn't really happen, Mm -hmm. but occasionally it'll be like, and occasionally, I mean, usually it's by teachers, Mm -hmm. yeah, which sucks. But it's like they take the ideas of something like my male peers say. And I'm like, yeah, I said that five seconds ago. 
Right, exactly. And they're like, oh my God, that's such a good idea. Yeah, like, exactly. You're amazing. You came up with that great idea. I'm yeah. like, I said that five minutes ago. Right, right, exactly. And you were like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> and the same guy, and another guy says it. And it's just like, perfect. I love that. And it's like, oh, what? Oh, sucks so much. It sucks what? so much. Yeah, I, I think it's maybe not as bad as it used to be. But again, it's not. I'm... I'm obviously the wrong. I, I like. I yeah, almost feel terrible. A even. horrible person to ask this about. I yeah. Or, <laughs> but it's yeah, and I feel almost bad like bringing bringing it up. But no, like, it's somebody you, somebody's got to. It's something you have to bring up when you right. talk about most things. Right. So that also sucks. But yeah. So I you know I don't know how many of these of these final girls in the Friday Thirteenth movies are really all that strong. Um, I would love. I like the ones that are stronger. Mm-hmm. I like when the reason that they survive is because they figure stuff out. But there was yeah. an interesting, um, like way of thinking for a while that they took the they took characteristics that you think of as being, and this you'll see how this is flawed. This study is flawed, like right from the very beginning, right? Yeah, they took characteristics that are typically male and characteristics that are oh, typically fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> So like that's so, the whole so re- you, that's everything I am against so, as a non-binary person. <laughs> that is everything I am against. So oh no, I know. So oh, I, no. I, I read I read this and okay, I was just okay. like shaking my head because they're the, what basically what they were proposing is that uh, things <laughs> things like ingenuity and being practical are oh. like. <laughs> Like male characteristics. Oh God! No. <laughs> right, and so that, and so here's the thing: is it is that by these measures, in order for the woman to survive, she had to become masculinized. Oh God! Oh, I hate that. <laughs> oh, I hate that so much. Okay, here's why I hate that. For right. anyone who can't figure it out. I'm going to tell you. Okay. 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 Listen very, very, very clearly. Things are not male or female (laughs) unless they're male or female. Like, literally. You can't have male or female clothes. You can't have... Now I get cuts and stuff. That makes sense. Sure. It's like you have different body parts. Right. I get that. You You need, like, space for the... Boobages, you know, like. <laughs> yes. So, this is against everything I, this is going for everything I'm against. And do you know what the funny thing is? Is is that this is a, what you're so upset about, this is like a feminist reading of this. Yeah. You know? And I mean, I get where you're coming from. I totally understand where you're coming from. And with that perspective, yes, it is crazy that in order for the final girl to survive, she has to become more masculine. But also, oh, God, why? There shouldn't be. Granted, this is a whole different thing. But, like, gender-wise, there should not be male and female characteristics because there's so more than just male and female and right. I can say that proudly as a non-binary person. There's there's so much more than just male and female. So it makes no sense for there to be male and female things like ideas or <laughs> characteristics or 
Well, just like like it, the thing that that got toys, me was this kids like, toys. Oh, I could the, go on a huge rant about there being girls and boys kids toys. I hate it. Well, like colors, anything like that. Freaking destigmatize that, please. Um, just like no. Yeah, just I, no. Well, because again, the thing that gets me is that like. I feel like the, some of the categories, and I don't want to misrepresent it. I was trying to find this paper um, earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's basically like some of the like rational thinking and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> be like a more male trait. Like, it's so, it's so, That's like. so wrong. And that, like, I don't know. What are the female things? Like, put putting on pretty clothes. <laughs> like. like- being sexy but, but like kind, that's but i think like, but i think no like some of the things were like kindness and you know but it was weird like how is that not a male uh, yeah, like, thing like i know you and you're very kind yeah and i mean mom and no, i were thanks. talking about yeah you're welcome mom and i were talking about this yesterday or a few days ago or something something similar to this where like you and her kind of switched oh there's a mic right there kind <laughs> of switched the like typical like stereotypical husband and wife mm-hmm. scenario and how you yep. respond to things like yeah, you're totally. way more likely to cry and be more emotional about things and mom's more likely to be like okay let's think about this rationally and figure <laughs> out a way to like go through this yeah. and yeah. we we're talking about that the other day and i was like yeah that's totally like a a stereotype with uh husbands and wives where mm-hmm. it's normally the wife is the more emotional one the husband's like sure. okay we'll just we'll figure this out like mom will figure out a a, a way to get through this with like my tools and shovel (laughs) (laughs) my truck and my grill and you like grilling but like things like that where it's like i hate stereotypes yeah i just do i agree and these were like well-intentioned ones i think yeah but so they're just not always true and it's horrible to go by them no granted they come from somewhere so but you shouldn't go by them and they're not always true so I always used to be, you know, and this is like something that I think we will continue to talk about as Spooky Pancakes progresses. Yeah. But, you know, I, I'm always interested in, you know, like the stuff that my English teachers taught me when, when you know, and I, you know, I was an English teacher, you know, myself for yeah. a brief period. I, I wasn't trained like a lot of English teachers were, but, um, you know, I always enjoyed like picking things apart. But I always was suspicious, too, of them being like, what were, mm-hmm. what were the author's intentions? And then, you know, as, as I got older, I think I understood, well, like, just the very act of writing something is intentionality. You yeah. know, like, y- you're not writing other stuff. You're yeah. choosing to write this, right? Yeah. And so the fact, when, when you make a movie like Friday the 13th, mm-hmm. and you don't have a point for it other than making money... The stuff that you that you write about then ends up not being stuff that you are intentionally doing, but stuff you are unintentionally doing. So And that, so that's kind of revealing. Yeah, and that tells something about your character. And so both of us write. We both write often. Um and so as writers. Mm-hmm. I guess I can call myself a writer. I mean, you write. I sure, write. you're not a, you're write. not like a professional no, writer, but, but yeah, you neither am I. Aren't anyway. As writers, we I can say that I don't think too hard about 
what I'm writing and how that is in the grand scheme of the universe. But I just realized that anything I put in there and most things I put in there do come from something that is going on in my life. Absolutely. And I'm like, um, because I like think of something and I like make some of my characters like a little bit like the things that are going on in mm-hmm. my life. And I put mm-hmm. in my own emotions because it's easier to do that because they come from somewhere. I'm like, hey, I know what this character should be feeling because I'm feeling that. And sure. I can just pour my heart out onto this I'm going to say page, but like I write on a computer, yep. I'm gonna pour my heart out onto this page and like, it will seem way more real because yeah. it is real. Well, it is. And but it's through the eyes of my character. And even if you're not doing that intentionally, you're doing it. Yeah. I don't, I don't, think, there's, there's, I don't think there's any way to get around it. Right. No, and otherwise so, it'll seem fake. And, I, and like, even beyond that, like I, I literally, I, I don't think it's possible to write a story and not have it be affected by who you are as a person, what you've experienced and what's going on in the world at the time and what the prevailing like thoughts are. And so again, this is why, like we say, you know, these movies are, are products of their time, you know? And so we, we can't always fault them for, for just revealing what was actually happening right then. And that's why some movies are good even if they're bad, mm-hmm. like woke wise, sure. Like there's some movies where I'm like, wow, looking at that now. I don't, I don't have an example for you, but um, like looking at that now, that is horrible and sexist and mm-hmm. has all these gender stereotypes that are horrible, and it doesn't, you know, go by this and that and like racist and all these horrible, horrible things. But then I'm like, okay, looking back at like. This was made in the early 70s. Mm-hmm. That's like actually really woke for the early 70s. Right, and then sure. I can like, I'm like, okay, I actually respect you way more because you didn't have the resources or anything to actually know what we know now about any sort of things with any of those things I talked about. Racism, sexism, misogynisticness, misogyny, and like any gender stereotypes they didn't have the resources or knowledge or anything in order to go as far as we are today because it took that long to get to where we are today so i can still be proud of those things and i think if i look at them from the time that they were from uh, we we say this as white people yeah you know um you know it's hard for me to to have any validity when I'm about to say the thing that I'm about to say because I am a cis white, you know, male, yeah. heterosexual. Um, but we we have come a long way. Yeah, you know, we we have like there's a lot of things are really really different now, um, but there's still a lot of work to be to be done. Definitely. But but we have I think we can uh, like look at the, one of these by watching these movies we can sort of look back and gain some perspective and say, yeah. you know what? Actually, it's easy to forget with everything that's going on in the world. It's it's really easy to forget that we have made some big big strides, yeah. you know. And so it's kind of funny that Friday the 13th can provide us this perspective, but <laughs> Honestly, you know, sometimes you know, it can, you know, like with me, with feminist things and anything where it's like super heavy on the gender stereotypes and like not gender fluidity. 
then I'm like, hey, how could I take something that isn't great from this movie and like think about it in a way that like I learn something about what not to do and about how I can like help fix that in the world and like maybe see things from like, oh, well, that was okay then or like that still wasn't okay then and those Yeah, sort of I think it's, it's about the lens that you watch these things with, right? And, and, and honestly, I think that's important. You should watch it with multiple lenses. You should look at like the then lens when you're like, okay, oh, that's okay. That's then it was bad compared to now. But this movie then was really ahead of its time. So that's or, good. Or was solidly in its time. Sometimes yes. that's the case. Like, and the, you know, yeah. you you know, you can't apologize for it. You're just like, yeah. hey, you know, this movie is typical of that time period. Like a lot of things are. Yeah, because they're in that time period. One of the things that I think about a lot, that I think a lot of people mis- misconstrue with creating stories, and you know, this would go towards, you know, making a movie, which, you know, I've, I've never like made my own movie. Right. I have, but, uh, I wrote, um, I, well, I didn't write the movie, but I was like helped with my cousin and. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure. And Elsa. Yeah. So I know I'm in the movie business. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) I was 10. Shot, shot on iPhone. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that happens when you are when you're writing a story and i know this from you know writing a lot of stories and you know a couple of novels and and whatnot is that we're trying to manipulate the person who is consuming our media Mm -hmm. you know and there are shortcuts Mm -hmm. and you know who takes a lot of shortcuts with storytelling is disney yeah. Right. And so one of the way, like a lot of people can catering towards kids and well, you can't really drag it on too long. Or no. Else and so, right. And so how do you make a kid be concerned about another like young character? Well, the way you do it is you eliminate one of the parents. That's why Disney characters never have two parents. Right. So this is a way of manipulating the audience. It's not that Disney hates parents. It's not that they're saying something about parents. It's that that's a quick way to cause an audience to go, oh, this poor, you know, whatever, it must be terrible. And, you know, there's a whole mm. bunch of things that happen, right? So this whole idea of, like, women are shown on screen being in terror more than men is a way of manipulating people because... At least at that time, people felt that women needed to be protected. That's exactly what I said about why it was more likely for women to be shown exactly. in terror than right? men. Right. And so this is, this is my inter- interpretation, right? Yeah. Is, and is it, it yours? Is, mine, right? too. Right. Is, exactly. Oh, so I'm sorry. Is this an idea that I just had? Yeah. Um. <laughs> it is an idea that you just had that I had already said. <laughs> Great. No. Uh, <laughs> no. You gave me. You gave me credit. Right. Or so I gave myself yeah, credit, and you right. acknowledged it. Yeah. No. You did. So, but the <laughs> but the point is, like, a lot of the things that you could say that are bad about it are because they actually come from a good place. They yeah. come from a place of saying, like, we don't want women to be in trouble. 
Yes. We don't want women to be chased around with by a guy with a machete. That freaks us out. Yeah. And that's why we're showing it, because that creates terror in us. Not because I want to see that. It's I I that is something that scares me and I want to be scared. Yeah. I don't necessarily go like, yeah, Jason, go, man. Chase her around with a machete. You yeah. Know? Um or maybe some people do, you know, but uh, but I think but I think a lot of it it really dunk. is a, is about the at least initially is about the idea of like we've we've put young people mm-hmm. we've isolated them you yeah. know and it's it's all about it's all about manipulating the yeah. audience. And you know, I'm going to look at it with a then um lens where you know, that's that's okay. That's okay that, like, the manipulation, because that still happens, that's not that bad. I mean, it's, it's a why movie. They, it's why they have dogs in all, all sorts of different movies, right? Yeah. And, like, you yeah. care for the dog, and you're like, More oh, than my you God, care for the, the people. Dog. <laughs> yeah, that's that's concerning, but it right? happens. Right, and, ba- and if a bad guy kills a dog? You hate the bad guy. You hate the bad guy. Like, no matter what, you will hate that bad guy. It's manipulation. Yeah. And looking at it with a then time... With then lens, it's it's not that bad. Where it's like, okay, at least you care and you don't actually want these women to be hurt. But also, looking at it with a now lens, you're like, shouldn't you care that much about the men too? Right. <laughs> right. Because now you're right. saying, now you're going back and saying that, well, we don't have to be as worried about the men because they can take they care can of themselves. They can take care of themselves. Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. You shouldn't yeah. have to be worried about the women because they, they need to be protected they because to be. they yes. can protect themselves chivalry. just as well. It's chivalry. As, which, fuck chivalry. <laughs> fuck chivalry. <laughs> just, no. Um, that has at least been an idea for a very long time. Mm-hmm. In my... 14 year old brain of what a long time is yeah 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 <laughs> which is like since like the 90s so sorry that that's a long time for me <laughs> um that's before your time it's way before my time yeah. 13 years before my time no yeah. 17 years 1990 is 17 years before i was born wow yeah wow jesus it doesn't feel like it was 17 years before i was born and no. i'm me yeah Anyway, you should be now. Now you should be just as worried for the men as you should be for the women. You should think that the men can protect themselves just as well as the women can because they can. Yeah. Yeah. And I like it when they flip it on its head, too. I think it's I think it's fun. I think it's fun. That was a is dad woke megathon. Yes. Sure. Um, And and the the answer is, is dad woke? Yeah, hell, you're really woke. Hell yeah! You had whole statistics. You had, you were, you were good today. I'm thanks. proud of you. Thanks, honey. That was good. High five. Oh, thanks, thanks. Oh, that was a bad high five. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So yes, Dad is very woke today, oh, thanks, and I'm son. very proud of him. Thank you. Okay, okay, okay. So, um, we talked about the great lines, but actually, I have one great line that we didn't talk oh, about. Okay, yeah. Um, so this is in, I think, the third one. With the biker gang. Oh, God. The biker gang. And so stupid. 80s. So, 80s. Like, they could have gone. Like, can you imagine? They, they could have, like, Hell's Angels. And it's not like they yeah. didn't. It's like they cleaned up the biker gang. Yeah. And it's like also, they had to sanitize biker gangs. The biker gangs. gang was greasers? Yeah. I f- 
in the 80s. There were greasers in one of these movies. Oh, yeah. And this is the 80s. Oh, my God. And there were greasers. Yeah, that wasn't... I forget which one that was, but it was bad. It was weird. So... So there was this uh, one of the one of the um, biker gang. Uh, the girl was swinging from a rope in the barn, like <laughs> having some fun there, and she was like woohoo! And like one of the guys down there was like, "Get down from there! You're like cause a scene, or we have to do something." And then she gets down from there, and he looks back up, and she's like, "And he's like, where'd she go?" <laughs> it's like you told her to get down from there. Oh, it's so stupid! Do you know that the actress who who played that part was super afraid of heights? <laughs> she was super, super afraid of heights. She was wearing a harness and everything. Oh, she was no. terrified. Yeah. She so that's some good acting there because she looked like she was having fun. She was Oh yeah. She was not having fun. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's crazy. Okay, okay. So makeup and effects. Yeah. It it varies. It varies. When it's Tom Savini, it's usually pretty good. Oh yeah. It's good in most of it but when they cut it out i'm so mad because i'm so, like you could that's so- do you know they so they have that's so cool they have a blu-ray set of the entire series and i i cannot believe that i'm saying this but it would be really cool to have <laughs> even though these movies are kind of garbage uh, like it would though but the the second one <clears throat> christmas present this is the first time the the um the stuff that was cut out by the MPAA is available. So like the the spear through the couple on the bed is in it. And I think as my understanding is they have the cut with all of that in it. It's not just available as like special features, which is how people have had it before is like special features. So it's like restored the violence, which honestly, when everything's said and done, like, I feel like that's the whole point of these movies is yes. like, I want to see some invent. And actually for a while, it takes a while before they really get inventive. Like there's a lot of them that are just like machete to the head, machete yeah. to the head. You know, like after a while he becomes very creative and that's awesome. Yeah. But for a while it's kind of boring, but like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think yeah. they should be gory. The whole point of these movies yeah. is to be gory. If they can't be gory, they're nothing. Yeah. And Okay. Blood color wise, I actually didn't have a problem. I don't remember having much of a problem with no, the blood the color. Blood is always a good color in these movies. Yeah, no matter the makeup artist, they always. have pretty good blood color. Yep. yep, agreed. There's many awkward moments. It's a slasher. Oh my god, it's full of awkward moments. There's even there. So a lot of it is like, of course, like female nudity, a lot of sex. Yeah, there is. Even like there's male nudity at one point. You can't really see a whole lot of it in the um, final chapter mm-hmm. when they meet the twins and then they decide to go skinny dipping. Oh, and yeah. then like apparently, I don't think it was even in the script, but the guys decided that that it wouldn't just be the girls taking off their clothes that they were going to go take off their clothes too. Yeah. And so they were like, oh, this <laughs> people making the movie are like, oh, this is the movie we're working on. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, there's many awkward moments and we can't really go over all of them because it's no, a slasher. It, there's a million. The, uh, do you know what's an awkward moment? What? Crispin Glover. He's the guy who plays Marty McFly. Oh, yeah. The, <laughs> his whole time oh, is an awkward moment. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. But I love him in this movie. Oh, yeah. He's He gets a corkscrew through his hand. Oh, yeah. And he, he yells like, 
<laughs> and he's got like this weird accent. I don't know if you remember this. He says, where's the corkscrew? <laughs> <laughs> He does? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was watching The Kill recently, and he says, like, where's the corkscrew? So I don't know if that's, like, Crispin Glover's accent or what it is, but it's hilarious. And again, oh. like, for as cool as it is with the, getting, the, getting the, uh, the corkscrew through the hand, I mean, he does still end up with a machete to the head. Like, it's, yeah. you know... But, but it was fun. But yeah. yeah. So so Crispin Glover's dancing in that is yeah. super oh boy, awesome. There's also a bunch of alternate takes of him dancing that are that are just monumental. <laughs> the guy's the guy's a legend. It's great. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. What did we learn today? Oh my god, what did we learn? Uh like so much. Make sure you're uh, <laughs> Make sure you go to an accredited camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, check it out. Make sure that they haven't had, you know, like murders there. Yeah. Do some do some re- research. I feel like that's I feel like that's a common trope with any horror movie is do your hecking research. Yeah, and, on the place you're going to. Yeah, let's see if if Jason is if if you are being attacked though by Jason. Yeah. Like what did what have we learned? Like it, I guess it depends on what movie Call you're in. Cops. All right. I mean, I think the cops are not terribly. Well, they can't. So part of it is the filmmakers wanted to create a situation where they couldn't really call it. In fact, the one of the only cops, like in the first one, I don't know if you remember this. We laughed our asses off about this because we, I think we actually rewound it. There was the one cop who's on a motorcycle. And then he he says to these kids like something about like you know oh, you guys gonna be causing trouble up here or whatever and and then he rides his motorcycle away when he presses the accelerator he he looks like he's gonna fall off the motorcycle <laughs> and then it, it, it like takes off it's totally out of control and of course what I found out later is that guy had never ridden a motorcycle before <laughs> he's the motorcycle cop and he actually he 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 totally bailed he he at the end of that take he he fell oh. <laughs> so, like, it is one of those unintentionally funny moments that we caught it we're like what the hell's up with this motorcycle cop what's up with the motorcycle cop is he somehow got all the way to camp crystal lake on his motorcycle without dying <laughs> um so i think like jason doesn't ever drive no unlike again like michael myers michael myers drives yeah um Jason does not. So my yeah. best advice is when this starts happening, get everybody into a car and get the hell out. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, because he really only cares about, like, the things right around Camp Crystal Lake. Right. Like, I like the idea, too, that I like the idea of, and this is a little bit more explored in the remake, of Jason, um, like, uh... Jason is punishing people who are going where they're not supposed to go. Yeah. Right? Like the people, they're trespassing for the marijuana farm and like they're going to the shutdown camp that they're not supposed to be at or whatever. And he kills them. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like for me. You were warned. Yeah. Don't go. Well, that, that was the original, like, uh, what what is it? The, on the poster, they is, is something like they were warned. (sighs) 
and something something else but that was that was part of the original like uh tagline for it was like they were warned <laughs> but they were because crazy ralph warns them yeah yeah you know like the it always has to be that crazy which is like I, crazy ralph is again like straight out of scooby-doo oh yeah totally totally and he gets okay so i was reading up on the synopsis and crazy ralph i forget in which one second one <laughs> where he gets, gets killed. killed yeah and he gets killed because he's like wrapped to a he's like pulled against a tree and has like a fishing wire or something garroted yeah garroted yeah. which is pulled like through his neck mm-hmm. i had to look up what that was well, and I, I so somebody said I read somewhere that they were like, that's actually impossible to killed in an impossible way. Be, well, a but, lot but of I'm these like, kills are probably impossible. <laughs> well, sh- sure. But this is like, people were like thinking that you can't have, like you wouldn't be able to go up to a tree, like be hiding, sneak up to the tree that uh, crazy Ralph comes up to be on the other side of crazy Ralph and then take the wire yeah, because it, it you as you move the wire forward, it you have to go through the tree. Mm-hmm. But my thinking was, well, obviously you you let go of one end of the the wire, and then you reach around and you grab it again. Like yeah, <laughs> people are like, it's impossible. <laughs> like um um, you can you can let go of it. You can let go. You can let. They're like those raccoons that get caught in traps. Yeah, uh, where they're grabbing stuff and they they can't get out of it because they made a fist. Like if they just let the shiny thing go, they could get out of the trap, but they won't let the shiny thing go. Or like that Hom- has to be some sort of like a metaphor, though. Like Homer, Homer. Like Simpson. you're like a raccoon getting stuck in a trap. Yeah, which is oh, like totally. You you can't you don't um value yourself more than the, sh- the shiny thing that got you into this in the first place. Like you don't right. value yourself more than money. Right. Right. Whoa. I don't think that ever happens in these movies, but that's no, a good. But, that's but I a, like that. That's a that's a <laughs> yes. good thing I just well, came up with that fa- I probably didn't come up with. Famously, Homer Simpson in an episode of The Simpsons uh, reaches up into a vending machine to try to get uh, like a like a soda mm-hmm. or something uh, or like a snack out of the. Uh, I think it might be a soda out of the vending machine and they have to end up calling like the rescue team to try to get him out and they're trying to get him out. Mm-hmm. And then finally they look at him and they go, Mr. Simpson, are you still holding on to the soda? <laughs> says, yes. <laughs> Let it go. <laughs> Just get his hand down. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But anyway, um, but yeah, so it's not miraculous to grow uh garrot 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 i don't know how you say it but garrot garrot uh i don't know how to some, say it either. somebody uh, i believe it's a, fr- a french word um but it's uh yeah it's possible um anyhow yeah okay so best death what do you think oh, the best death Jesus. is there's so many deaths oh god there's What's your so many death? the one that uh most memorable I always come back to the Kevin Bacon one just because that messed me up as a kid. Yeah. But, uh, and again, I like the wheelchair one. But for yeah. me, the one that I, I thought was so creative and fun and, I don't know, was just the the smashing the the yeah. the, the frozen head. Yeah. Like that, that was 
That was so that's good. cool. That that's a so good cool. one. It's creative too, because like in the the setting that they're in, like you wouldn't have really been able to do that if no, it was in no, the why, no, Camp that, Crystal Lake nineteen right, eighties. So exactly. But like, now you're in the. 20 right so it's like use 445 exactly take advantage of your setting yeah you know, so, and have it be creative in that way like that so that was really cool i do cool. believe they tried to there was a Mythbusters about that huh and i don't know if it got busted or not so you'll have to watch that Mythbusters. Yeah, figure it out yeah yeah okay what's our ratings okay okay so for story what do you give it one to five uh machete pancakes <laughs> Uh, so, uh, hockey mask. Pancakes. I think in terms of story, I, maybe like a. I, for me, I'd say it's like one and a half or a two. Oh no, it's a one for me. Yeah, one machete hockey mask pancake. Okay. <laughs> I need. We need to make, you know, hockey mask pancakes. That would be like sweet. Pancake art. Yeah. Art. Yeah, totally. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, okay. Acting. Oh my God. It's a, like a, it's a one. Yeah. That's still a, a, a one. I mean, I, I feel bad because Grampy has a friend who, yeah. you know, I would love to be able to talk to at some point who, yeah. who was in one of the Friday the 13th movies. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it'd be great to actually talk to them. Um, but let's just say the, these are, Overall, these are, you're not getting an Oscar for your performance in a Friday the 13th movie. Yeah. Overall, it's... It's a it's a one yeah, yeah machete hockey mask pancake yes okay um filmmaking directing editing sound I'm gonna uh, have a whole different section for music okay yeah so don't add music okay to this. all right so so yeah that is for the most part most of it's pretty like just standard to worse than standard so i'd say it's like a two yeah i'm gonna give it a two um okay i have a whole different one that we don't have on our uh, okay yeah sure camera work do you think i had like interesting camera shots most of the time not it was pretty it's kind of boring right camera shots you know and there's like because a lot of the again if you look at you know the camera work that was done for even like halloween Things were done in such a way as to create dread and suspense, and there just there isn't that in the it, like. There's like no suspense in these movies. No, I never felt like all that scared. There was suspense in the first one because you couldn't see the killer, but sure, otherwise, sure. Otherwise, he just like shows up and kills people. There's not mm-hmm. a whole lot of protracted like stalking yeah, or and anything. You don't really know the characters well enough for there to be suspense for. Well, you. right. You don't. You don't give a shit about virtually no because anybody. Like all assholes. Yeah, yeah. The vast majority are assholes. Yeah. So camera work. One point five, maybe. Yeah, I think it's. I for me like, again. Like it's not bad camera work. No, I don't think it's bad. I think it's actually pretty. It's oh, it's okay. The first one's it's not, better in the third one because of the three D stuff. It's three D, so it's yeah. a little more creative. So yeah, that, I think that bumps up to like know, a one and a half to two. There was one. The what the hell one was it? Uh, was I think it was New Beginning maybe? Um, was that wait? What was four? I I can never remember there. Four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so for four, we start with this like really big 
shot that is like overhead and you can see the ambulances like leaving, you know, the farm and there's all this, it, like, it oh, looks yeah. like it has a big budget. You're like, oh yeah. my God, like that's I a shot we've never, that. we've never seen a shot like that yeah. in a Friday the 13th we were, movie. We were automatically like, oh yeah, this is Okay, we're like, one. okay, this, this is, is higher quality. They've, yeah. they've spent more on this. Mm-hmm. And so for that one, I was like, okay. So for, for me, I don't know. I, th- I think the camera work is like two and a half to three. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, so I will also give the camera work, I'm going to say a two and a half. Two and a half. Um, music? Go rogue for this one. Okay. 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 Um, <laughs> so music, okay, the music is really good. Yeah, the music's great. So I'm going to give it a four. Yeah, I give it a four too. Yeah. I give it a four. It's, it's not the best music. Yeah. But you know, like one of the subtle things that, that happens in, in at least the early movies is that there's no music unless Jason or unless the killer is there. Yeah. So there's a couple of like fake outs that if you're, if you have that in mind, you know, it's a fake out Yeah. because the music for the killer is not playing, Huh. which is really interesting. I like that. That's so, nice. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Okay, so um, the makeup and special effects. Uh, I'm going to give it like a, a four and a half. I'm going to give it a three and a half. Yeah, okay. Because right. it, it it varies. Yeah, and again, I feel bad because I think the MPAA, you know, ended up chopping yeah. some stuff that probably would have been great. But it's, but like some of the things you look at like that in three when that guy's head gets crushed and his eyeball pops out it's not it doesn't even look good. anywhere remotely real whereas if no. you did that in a modern movie like i think of like walking dead it, it would be horrifying and very disturbing yeah. so yeah there are there are modern examples yeah of of this where it's dis- disturbing yeah and disgusting and um yeah they just couldn't do it then but yeah. they they thought it was great at the time yeah but looking at it with a now lens, no. Yeah. So that's, I'm going to give it a three and a half. Okay. Uh, now, overall, I'm honestly going to give these a 4.5 because they're classics. <laughs> and even though the, like, if you average those out, it's probably around a two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to give it a 4.5 because nice. they're <laughs> unintentionally hilarious. They're classics. I can't imagine the world without them. Yeah, you know, I really can't. I can't it paved imagine the way for so many things. And the hockey mask is just great. Yeah, the hockey mask is just yeah. I'll go with you on that. I was like yeah. a four, but okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm all right because it's that. not a full five because there's, no, so no, 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 no. there's so many flaws. There's so many flaws. But it's so, many so flaws. good. <laughs> but yeah, I don't really recommend watching them like we did like <laughs> all in a row. <laughs> yeah. In one day. Yeah. A bunch of them, but um, mm-hmm. but yeah, no. I mean, they're, as they're much fun. as we've shot on the whole series this whole episode they're absolutely fantastic yeah, and great. i totally and, recommend watching totally, all of them and i think they would be great um watched with a whole bunch of people oh yeah i think they were they were probably great in a theater oh yeah you yeah. know um and i think it's even maybe even more fun you know when you would watch it with like friends at a sleepover or something like yeah. that and you'd all be laughing and eating popcorn and screaming and yeah like, i think like that's I just, think that'd be great. So, that sounds really fun. Like, now I want to go to a sleepover <laughs> where I just, like, watch all, um, like, stupid horror movie with my friends and we, like, scream and throw popcorn at each other and laugh at how horrible the acting exactly. is. Exactly. Like, exactly. That's what these movies are made for. Totally. They're not made for Especially deep, deep slashers, analysis. Slashers are <laughs> definitely slumber party movies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, which will bring us to Slumber Party Massacre that we'll have to watch. Oh. Yeah. 
Awesome. All right. Well, this has been uh, really fun. Yeah. Uh, and really long. Um, yeah. But, uh, so thank you to everyone who's helped us out with this. Um, yeah. Thanks to Mom, who is helpful in all situations. And, and is, is currently, uh, I think, downstairs eating dinner by herself or has already eaten it by herself because we lost track of time while doing this. So. Yeah, we've been recording for like two hours. Yeah, but we uh, we love our family who, are, who yes. have been very supportive uh, and, for, uh, with, uh, of us with this. Yeah. So. Thank you so much to our logo designer and, you know, everyone else who's sat with us this whole weird like journey yeah okay so that's it for this week and thank you for listening to spooky pancakes this has been Rowan and dave reminding you to keep, keep it, it spooky. spooky find spooky pancakes online at spookypancakes.com and make sure to follow us on our socials at spooky pancakes podcast on facebook and instagram and spooky underscore pancakes on twitter and if you're liking what you're hearing Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And a five-star review would be great, too. Thanks. Bye.